What's good, guys? This is Jack Freeman with the Jack of All Trades podcast, and we are back. We are back. Um, this particular episode, I mean, it's been a long time. I know I'll explain it when I, you know, when the show starts. But uh, this particular show, we have my man, Brad Gilmore. Brad Gilmore is a host of uh, Reality of Wrestling, uh, which is the organization um, that Booker T founded out here in Houston, uh, the Booker T, as in WWE Hall of Fame Booker T. Um, he's also the co-host of the uh, Heated Conversations uh, show with Booker T. Uh, he has his own podcast, Brad Gilmore Show. Um, he's um, uh, a rapper of sorts. He is um, a charismatic gentleman. He's a great guy, man. Uh, we talk about uh, some funny stories with Booker T. We talk boxing. We talk MMA. We talk... Um, um, we talk, uh, he's, he's breathing, he's blowing into my ear right now. Uh, we talk Brad sliding into J-Lo's DMs. Um, we talk um, a lot of stuff. We, we, we throwing stories out there uh, from all over the place. We talk a little bit about rap music, uh, mostly about Jay-Z and how great he is and how wonderful um, he actually is and him winning at life and all that good stuff. Um, and funny rapper stories, funny wrestling stories. Um, we, we just kind of get in there, man. We just shoot the shit for the last, for the next two hours or so. So, uh, check it out and, uh, it's going down. This is Jack Freeman. This is the Jack of All Trades podcast, and we back. So first of all, I want to just uh, give you a, a, an update on where the fuck I've been for the last six, seven months. Uh, some things went down. You know, uh, uh, we couldn't use the store anymore, the uh, 75th and Canal store uh, with Vic. Vic got really busy, and uh, we got swamped, and we just... I, obviously never really got back around to doing um the show so uh i've been on a and also brooklyn athletic club closed down so we were no longer able to uh use brooklyn athletic club so um rest in peace of brooklyn athletic club and shout out to vic um for helping me start the podcast and um get it off the ground uh so thank you guys um for those of you who still might be listening um i appreciate it and for the new listeners welcome uh this is jack of all trades podcast um, we found a new location. I will not tell you where it is. Um, <clears throat> we got um, in the building right now. I got my guy Ryan Rocket. Um, I don't know if he's going to get on the mic today at all, but um, he's here, and um, he actually hooked me up with this wonderful space. And uh, today we got a special guest in the building. All my guests are special, but this guy is special because before I really knew what a podcast was, this guy pulled out my phone. You may not even remember this. He pulled out my phone. He said, yeah, I got a podcast. I said, what the fuck is that? And he pulls out my phone. He goes to the podcast app that I never knew I had on my iPhone. And he finds the podcast and he subscribes. And um, he's like, yeah, come do my show. 
So the very first podcast I ever did was on this guy's show. And he's, this was almost, uh, almost 10 years ago. This is probably 10, this is probably 2010 or 11. No, or 12, 12. It was 2012 because my album came out on my birthday. And um, so um, I just want to welcome this man and thank him. Um, he's been a friend of mine for a very long time now. And um, he's grown so much over the years. And um, I'm just super proud of him. So give it up for my man, um, the man with the voice. Mr. Brad Gilmore. Hey, what's going on, man? Brad I, What Gilmore. a great intro. Oh, you know man. what I mean? You know? You made me feel like I was important. Man, you are important. Like, you... First of all, Brad is the host of... Um, what's the... Uh, what, did, what do y'all call the Booker T-shirt? Well, now I feel way less important. Uh, heated is, Conversations. Heated Conversations. Yes. There yeah. it is. He's the host of Heated Conversations. <laughs> he and, and uh, Booker T. Yes. Uh, the WWE... Legend, the Hall, Hall of, of Famer, Famer. Yeah. WWE Hall of Famer. They have a show together, and they do it. Is it weekly or is it? Yeah, it's every week. It's yeah. every week. Sports Radio 610. Sports Radio 610. They go out there. They shoot the shit. They talk about wrestling. They talk about music. They talk about all types of stuff. Yeah. I think you even played one of my songs. I did. Um, I on, did. On the show. So I appreciate that, man. The host of Heated Conversations. You are also uh, the voice of uh, the reality of wrestling. That's correct. Which is yeah. um, uh, Booker T's wrestling organization down here that feeds into the WWE training right, uh, yes. situation. Um, uh, what else you got going on? Man, man, I still got the Brad Gilmore show. You got the Brad Gilmore yeah. show. You're doing yeah. that. You got, um, uh, I ran into you at a boxing event. Yeah, in September. yeah. September, that was, was your that first like? boxing show? Yeah, was, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, man. And they're ring like, announcing for the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, man. Force train promotions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, you're you're doing it, bro. I'm out here, man. You, you, I'm out here. You know what? Nice. It's funny that you bring up the first time you did um, the show. Because do you mm-hmm. remember when I used to do the show out of that weird that like, house? house. Yeah, it yeah. was so weird. What it was, was that? Odd. They it tore was, it down, right? It was yeah. It was like an old elementary school mm-hmm. from I think like the late 1800s. I I yeah, yeah. Over there in East Downtown. Yeah. Down by where that milk factory is. Yeah. It was just really odd. It was the weirdest house. It was very strange. Dilo was with us too. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was there. He was. What yeah. was so funny though is I, I the I do remember the the thing that you described and be like, hey, come on my show. I remember yeah. this, but I remember seeing you. I think we met for the first time at the Bronze Peacock Room, which is a venue you played at a couple of weeks ago yeah, yeah, with Arian yeah. Foster. And I remember seeing Jack perform and the, with the thing, nice guys. Yes. Yeah. And the thing and Killer Callion, I think. Yeah, it was Killer Callion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the funny thing was, is I remember seeing you and. <laughs> This still sticks with me today. You had every color brown ever invented on. You know, what I mean? you had like this really camel I had a, brown, I had hat. A brown hat. You had like a mocha shirt. I had a you know um, a tan jacket. Had you a, had you had you know coconut. Or I had a brown sweater. Socks. You had every color sweater. brown I've ever seen and I before. Had brown cargo. Like I was brown down. You were brown down to the tubes. ground, man. I had some tubes. That was dope. <laughs> so that I was, remember. That's what I remember that was the a most, look, bro. It was a look. It, it, that was a vibe. Did it you catch that vibe? It was a vibe. But yeah, I remember that. That's when man. we were doing the show of Peaches and all that stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely, man. So I, I start the show normally by asking people how they are feeling and how they're doing, uh, you know, mentally, physically, all that kind of stuff to just make sure that they're keeping um, tabs on themselves and staying healthy and being. And being yeah, okay. so well, I, that's there. a good way to start. Yeah. You know, I um, <clears throat> I, I think like I'm an eternal optimist. 
You know, yeah. and I think very be- very few people have ever seen me like upset. I don't know very many people who've seen me down or upset or depressed or anything like that. You not to say that I'm not. You and Saman are easily the two most positive people I know. Oh man, Saman Ashrawi. Yes. Yeah, he's Shout a very positive. Saman, man. He's, he's a, on the show too. Yeah, he's a very positive guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I think that I am good. There are always things that go on in life, right? Yeah. But I'm ex- I'm excited. You know, at the time we're doing this, I'm about to celebrate five years with my beautiful girlfriend. Oh wow, um, that's great! Which is phenomenal. And um, you posted about her the other day, right? I did. I did a Bay Appreciation <coughs> post. Bay I've never done that. You know what I'm saying? But I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get the brownie points. You, you know you what I'm will. saying? You will get the brownie. Everybody points. will appreciate it. Yeah. And she looked damn good in the photo. You she know did. I mean? I'm she not gonna lie to you. I was like, okay, Brad. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Brad. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hip game on point. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, the thighs yeah. was out. Yeah. So I was feeling myself. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. and I took the photo, which yeah. made me feel even better. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So I, yeah, I put that out. So five years, Booker and I have been doing stuff together now for six years. Wow. Yeah, I can't believe it's been That's that long. Crazy, it's crazy yeah. to think I've known you for 10 years, about, yeah, at least, almost. almost. 10 years. So I've been I've been um, starting probably February or so. Is uh, It'll be 10 years since I really started making music. Wow. Yeah, and, That's um, crazy. You got then, like a name kind of quickly. I did. Because I remember like yeah. doing the show and then, you know, the scene... That was like the heyday of the scene, though. You yeah. know when it really Everybody started was coming bubbling. out around that time, and and it, what was cool about the time was that all the other rappers in other cities were coming out around that time too. So like, um, we we were around when it was the, the blog scene was crazy. Um, yeah, man. J Cole was out. Was J Cole didn't even have an album when we first opened for him. Right. Um, Kendrick. Uh, Kendrick. Kendrick was a couple of years later. Yeah. Um. Drake had been around maybe a year or two. Yeah. Um he had done his warehouse live. Did the show. warehouse live thing. Uh Currency was, you know, doing his independent thing at that time. Uh Wale, that was kind of like the resurgence Wale was, of Wale. Yeah, Wale mm-hmm. was we did a, a Frontier Fiesta with him. Yeah. Oh um, man, Frontier Fiesta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to U of H. Uh, man. Uh who else? Uh Big Sean's first Fiesta. year. Big mm-hmm. Sean's first show was there. Yeah, Warehouse. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. He um, brought out Kirko. No, it was uh, it was right? it was uh, House of Blues. It was in the that was when um, Live Nation was stiffing Sh- uh, Sasha mm-hmm. on venues, and right. we had to do the big sh- the first Big Sean show in the in the um, the restaurant at the House of Blues on the first floor. No way. On I that small that. ass stage. Yeah. And then their backstage area was not really a backstage area. It was just like, like a like a broom closet, damn near. Yeah. And so it was like, like Bun was there. Slim, Lil Flip came in. Um, it was it was the weirdest. That's it was the weirdest one. show ever. And um, I think I think Big Sean may have had like maybe one or two big mixtapes out at the time. And um, because I don't think Finally Famous was out yet. Right. But um, but yeah, like that was a time where like everybody was popping. Um. Everybody had an opportunity to kind of like get heard, and you know some of those guys fell by the wayside, and some of them, some of them didn't. But uh, but, but the Brad, scene was so good back then, you know. What yeah, I mean? it was. It was a dope scene, and uh, you had a rap group. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. How is that? Are, are you still? Yeah, the, yeah. We're still, yeah. still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, yeah we're still, still. We dropped a record, uh, like a song. <clears throat> yeah. You know, uh, about a year ago. But you know what's crazy about that is my guy Avery. Um, he plays in the Wild Moccasins now, yeah. and he play, and he um, was doing a solo thing called Us, 
Yeah. And, you know, he got like, he was playing Lollapalooza. He's about mm-hmm. to go on tour. Uh, wow. Corbin Dallas is out there in LA. Yeah, I was about to ask you how He just Corbin did an album. Doing. He dropped okay. an album earlier this year called Water. Okay. You know what I mean? And uh, Mo Ty's out there DJing Mo everywhere. And he's, he's doing video production now. And, and he's, uh, and he's Trey is a, tricking is out a, trucks. Trey is, a, yes. <laughs> Trey is an English teacher. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah, so you know we all kind of developed. Everybody's and, everybody's life developed. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I'm still like a child. Yeah. Out of the five of us, I feel like I'm the one who hasn't grown up all the way yet. Man, dude. I hold on. You know Hollywood Floss. You know Floss, right? Yeah, Floss. Yeah, I love so Floss. Floss told me a deck. This was actually a decade ago. Yeah, it was 2008. Yeah, I met Hollywood Floss. Yeah, and he told me, as long as you can, don't be an adult. He told me that he was like, for as long as you can. And that's that's cool because he's a teacher. Yeah, he is a and teacher. And he knows exactly what he's talking about. Right. He's like, don't be an adult. And I feel like I've I've had the the Peter Pan syndrome for a little bit of well, just like because, a youthful oh, look, you have You've got a baby face. And, right, I do. And um, you kind of look like Robin Thicke. Yeah, I have a, a, a similarity. You have a you have a Scott Disick, Robin Thicke vibe right. going. Okay. Um, Both get women. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Paula Patton, Courtney Kardashian. Absolutely. It's a good company. Absolutely. So, like, I think um, what makes you, um, I think what, what I've always admired about you is that you come into um, spaces and you respect the space, but you also are who you are. And um, so even in the, Opportunity. You know, I think I think a lot of people are trying to be too cool a lot of times, and I think you just are who you are. And some people just are. Some people might think you're cool. Some people might think you're a, a lame. Whatever, right. whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um. But whoever you are, whatever it is that they think, you're just that, and you just embrace it, and you you do whatever you want to do. Well, I think I would have to be like that, yeah. especially back in the day. <clears throat> Here, I I was. 16, 17, yeah. uh, maybe even younger than that, going to these hip-hop shows. Right, yeah. yeah. And, you know, I, st- I kind of stood out. <laughs> you did, you did. You, <laughs> you were the you were the, the the white guy with the slick back hair. Right, uh, right. So I stuck out, but I, to be accepted by that, you know, if I, if I came up to those shows, like, in Supreme, uh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, with, with my fitted on right, and yeah, some yeah. Jordans, yeah. I'd probably be looked at like, Oh my god, this guy's trying too hard. So Yo, I think Brad, the only way Brad yeah. was wearing suits <laughs> at like nineteen. And I was like, Yo, I respect that. Yeah. I one hundred percent respect that because like I said, you are who you are. You were coming to rap shows with suits on. Yeah. And um like this is the most dressed down I've probably ever seen you. Yeah, and he's I got on like driving shoes right now. Uh-huh. He's got on jeans, but he still has a blazer on because and a button up. it's his it's his you know, saying? and a button up. He's that's his brand. Yeah, so I, I I'm aware of that, too. man. So tell me. I remember Ton P. You remember, you remember Ton? Yeah, Ton. Yeah. I walked into oh crap, what was that in Midtown? Was it Check Other Outfitters? I think it was. Do you remember? Yeah, Check yeah, Other, yeah. I remember Check Tommy Other. Bumps. Yeah. Um, I remember I walked in there one day. That was a very short lived show. Yeah, um, but story, I liked it. I enjoyed story, that place. Yeah. Um, I walked in there one day and I never met Ton, but she was like, "Oh, I recognize you because of the jacket and the hair." Yeah, yeah. And I remember that I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, that's that's the one." Here we go. Like, I've. Um, I've watched from afar, and we don't talk all the time, but we do talk. Yeah, and I just um have admired that because, like, when I first heard you speak, I was like, "This guy's got a a a voice. Like, he's a host. This is what like this pro- guy's probably gonna do this for." Like, when I when I heard you, I was like, 
this is fucking Ryan Seacrest standing right next to me. <laughs> and and I don't even like Ryan Seacrest. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, but this, like, Brad is that guy. So I've always just been able to watch and look and see how you've um you've developed your voice over the time over time and and um use it for things that that make sense, you know what I'm saying? And um being a big wrestling fan that you are, I was like, "Oh, this makes sense that he would be on reality wrestling and I think we talked about you maybe uh thinking about going up to WWE or something like that if, yeah. if you um if that's a goal is that a goal of yours now you know I think if the opportunity presents itself <clears throat> yeah. um I'm all about whatever makes sense for me I'm a real creature of habit too which I think is sometimes to my detriment right, right. it's like I get comfy and I like I like things like I like yeah. you know the show a book I like reality wrestling I like what I'm doing mm-hmm. um and sometimes the change I think could maybe intimidate me slightly right right um but when there's an opportunity on the table, you gotta you gotta go for it. Absolutely. And so if that was something to present itself to me, I'd absolutely I think that I would go in there. I think I'd once again be myself. Right, right. And and you know, and I would shine. And then that's the one thing that without sounding too I don't want to come off arrogant or anything like yeah. that, but you know this as a as somebody who goes out there and has a craft and stands in front of people by himself. Right, right. And and puts it all out on the line. Yeah. Um, you know that you've gotta be very confident in what you do and you know you have to go out there and just know hey there's a very good chance i'm gonna look like an idiot there's yeah. a very good chance you gotta be my, okay with that sometimes. my voice is gonna crack yeah i might have you know some <clears throat> my my fit might not be right yeah, you know yeah. what i'm saying my my shoes are on something might yeah. screw up and i fall yeah. whatever but you have to accept it but you have to be confident enough to know yeah uh, whatever goes wrong, I'm going to be able to recover from it because I'm that confident in my ability. Yeah, absolutely. And so, so that's what I've always known that no matter what I do, I think that my presentation skills yeah. are, are are such absolutely. that I can you know thrive in any environment. Absolutely. How'd you meet Booker T? So, okay, you know, everyone does this. When you wake up in the morning, what's the first thing you do? You check your phone. You check your goddamn phone, yes, right? Yes. And, and and you go to your your probably your big three. Now it's more of a big two. You yeah. pull up IG first. Yep. You see you see what thoughts were posting pics last night. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you don't yep. double tap yep. them, but you save them to the collection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. And then you. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get killed for that. Yeah. And then you. Uh, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and then you. Uh, then you know you go to Twitter. You see it was what was the conversation of last yeah. night, and you look at the trending topics. You through the timeline so i did this you know five six years ago and i scrolled through twitter and mm-hmm. i saw and i had been a wrestling fan but i had fallen out of it i think every, right, yeah. every young man is a wrestling fan the attitude era was up to a, I, yeah yeah right lost, up to a point me. you're a, you're a fan and then you you get interested in women and you're like i'm not gonna watch you mm-hmm. know men in underwear anymore right, right. i, I want to watch, watch women, women in underwear, underwear. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and so so that's what the point i got to so anyway I'm on Twitter, and then I see something from WWE. Somebody retweeted it. I'm like, oh, man, WWE, I wonder what's going on. You yeah. know? So I just clicked to scroll through their timeline, and they posted something with Booker T. I'm like, oh, man, Booker T? Yeah. So the first wrestling show I ever went to was over there at the Toyota Center. Yeah. The main event was Booker T versus Rey Mysterio for the World Championship. Nice. That was the first event I ever went to. It yeah. was 06. Yeah. And so I was like, man, Booker T was always the guy. He was from he Houston. Was and every the time guy. they said Houston, I'd be like, that's my I guy. I hated it when they was when they were Harlem Heat. Right. Because right. I was like, nah, he's from Houston, bro. He, Come on. He's not Harlem. Yeah. Well, he has a southern accent. Yeah. You know? He says y'all. <laughs> yes. Um, so anyway, so I, I saw Booker and I'm like, okay, let me click on Booker's profile. Let me just see what he's doing. Yeah. And 
it said, uh, hey, looking for announcers for my wrestling company, uh, email this guy, Paul Cook. And I'm thinking, I like wrestling. Yeah. At the time, I'm doing GMT radio. Right, right, right? Yeah. You know, online radio. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, maybe there's a thing. So I, I sent an email to this guy, lied my ass off, and <laughs> said I did, you know, local uh, football and baseball games. I called them for high schools and stuff like that. Whoa. Completely lying Ridiculous. my ass yeah. off. Yeah. And yeah, I'm like, well, there's no way. It's not like they have like a search tool where they can yeah, look yeah, up yeah. anything <laughs> that I did. Can't find me. Yeah. So I said, but I said, I'm doing online radio, whatever, whatever. So I end up sending it in. And my group 2011, it was like three weeks later, we were doing some interview and I got a phone call from a 323 number. Yeah. Which I was like, oh, 323, that's California. Like, yeah. well, who the hell's out here? Yeah. And, you know, I was, you know, maybe dating somebody over there. So I'm like, oh, do I really want to answer this phone call? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I answered it, and he's this super southern sounding dude. Hey, there's Paul Cook uh, looking for Brad Gilmore. And I'm like, yeah, hey, this is me. What's going on? I'm calling you from Booker T's Reality of Wrestling. You know, we got your application. We think you'd be great for the job. Can you come in tomorrow and yeah. and meet, meet with me and Booker? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So do the interview, wake up the next morning. And it's the second time it's happened. I've talked about it a couple times, but I got my second case of Bell's palsy the morning I'm supposed to go meet Booker. And that's where half your face is frozen, right? Can't move anything. So it's almost like, it looks like you almost had a stroke. Yeah. Do you remember JR, the the wrestling commentator? He had Bell's palsy. That's what it was. And that's why his face was kind of frozen. So I, so I, so I had had it the year prior. And so I'm thinking, damn, man, this is. That's not like some white people shit. I'm not gonna. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's super white. Well, actually, 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 Young Jeezy had it too. Did Young he? Young Jeezy had it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jeezy might be half. For white. sure, he might oh, be. Yeah. He sells the white. Oh, look oh, at that snowman! Hey. Hey. <laughs> snowman. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> um. I. So anyway, I had that. So I go and meet Booker. Funniest thing is, so when you have this Bell's palsy, you can't blink, right? It takes every fiber of your being and every muscle yeah. in your body to flex and try to blink. Pause real quick. Yeah. I never knew this story. Uh-huh. So I'm really asking this because I wanted to know, but I, I also knew that this story was going to be epic. So keep going. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 anyway, so to blink, you have to, like, it looks like you look crazy. You have oh, to, like, shit. do it like that, right? Like, you have to flex every muscle in your jaw and everything. So, like, every time you blink, you have to do that. Right. So anyway. So I so I go oh, to meet with shit. Booker, and you know I walk in, and here's this mountain of a man behind his desk, yeah. right? Just huge. Yeah. And I'd already met the other people like a day prior, right? Yeah. And I was actually in there with Alex Del Barrio, who used to work at Six Ten. Yeah. And anyway, so I go in there, I meet with Booker. I'm sitting there. I sit on the couch. So his desk is like this, and I'm sitting like perpendicular yeah, to his yeah. desk on a couch. But the thing is, he had a fan on his desk. That was pointed yeah. at the outward side of the room, not yeah. at him, at everyone else. Yeah. So this oscillating fan would turn slowly, and then it would stop there for like a minute, and then turn the other way, and then stop there for a minute. Yeah. So when it turned to me, I have this fan blowing right inside the eye blink. that I can't blink yeah. in. <laughs> so my eye, I'm now thinking, I'm not hearing anything Booker T is talking, this yeah. childhood legend yeah. of mine, right? Not hearing a word. Did you tell I'm him just, you had Bell's palsy? I didn't. So I was just trying to think. Don't blink because you'll look stupid <laughs> in front of Booker T. So I'm just sitting there like, oh, my gosh. 
Oh my, don't blink. And my eye has a fan shooting right in it. So it's watering up like oh crazy. And then a tear comes down my cheek. And I'm like, he's going to think that I'm such a softy and I'm the biggest mark in the world because I'm crying as he's talking about commentating, you know? And so finally, finally, I go. Damn it to hell. I can't help it anymore. And I blink. And I flex. I look like Hulk Hogan after he just won the world title. You know what I mean? I'm like, <laughs> so I blink. I blink. And I look nuts. He was like, hey, you all right? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good. Book. So anyway, yeah, Saturday sounds cool. So pleasure meeting. I walk out of the room. Oh, shit. And one of the other guys who's in there, Kevin Bernard, he's the director. He came up to me. He said, hey, uh. Hey, buddy, hey, uh, before you leave, um, you know, I just got a question in for you, you know. I saw you in there, um, sitting there, and, uh, and you know, do you have, like, Tourette's or something like that? Something I should know about? Oh, <laughs> and I'm like, my I'm God. Like, and I'm like, no, man, I got, like, this Bell's palsy. It goes away. Don't worry yeah. about it. <laughs> now I'm thinking, okay, they, they're they trying to let this guy off because they don't want me to have Tourette's and start cussing in the yeah, middle yeah. of the ring when I, like, have a microphone. Yeah. So, anyway, I told him that, and then... Then anyway, I went and did the show. I'd never done ring announcing before. Went and did it. Yeah. I, I did well enough to keep a job around there. And then Booker and I just, you know, we we I don't know what it is because when you look at it on paper, we're completely polar opposite. But you guys are really you guys really mesh well. But we just for some reason, yeah. there's something about him when we got together, we just clicked. Yeah. And I think it's because my time in the scene, being around, you know, Slim, ESG, yeah, Bun, yeah. all these guys, yeah. you know, people I grew up listening to. Yeah. I had gotten used to being around, you know, people with some sort of notoriety. Right. So after a while, you learn not to treat them any differently. Right. Like when I see Absolutely. Slim Thug, that's just, that's Slimothy. Yeah. You know what I mean? You that's sli- my guy. You know? <laughs> you know? And I just yeah. dap him up and I keep it moving. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? So I think all that time in the scene, then meeting Booker, I didn't treat him as this God's gift walking on water. I yeah. was like, oh man, hey, what's up, book? Yeah. How's it going? That's, you know, that's all right. That's important, man. Cause mm-hmm. when you when you do that, like I like the other Brad was supposed to be here today, Brad Jordan. Mm. Yeah. And uh Yeah. The so, lesser talented one. Yeah, you know, you know, yeah, he's whatever. So uh <laughs> but no face is like you know, I love how Scarface cancels on you, and you're like, "What other Brad do I know?" Like, well, okay, so here's the thing: I called him to come and do the show, and he's like, "Man, I don't know if I'm gonna make." I was like, "Cool." He's like, "I'm gonna try though." So when he says that, I always say, "No, that's a that's no. not gonna happen." That's a soft no. So now I gotta call Brad Gilmore. Okay, yeah, and no, see I what's up. So Face was supposed to be, but like, yeah, but Face is like a um, he's one of those guys that I've like learned to be around him and just kind of be like. After a while, I'm just like, like Brad will say something, and like he'll, oh yeah, I'm about to go do that. I'll be like, man, you ain't finna do shit. And you know, that's just because yeah, you learned to, yeah. because like he's, he's just your guy. A, yeah. So we talk to each other like, like cousins or something like that. Like I see right. him and I'm because I know how face is, and he probably knows how I am at this point, and um, it's very important to kind of treat stars especially when they don't really want to be like noticed it's very important to treat them um in a manner that allows them to uh kind of be regular people because like even for me like I don't like I'm by no stretch of the imagination famous but I also don't want to be famous like I've 
because I know, like on the small scale of like people recognizing me sometimes, like it's weird to me when people say, oh, you Jack Freeman? Like, I'm like, please. It's odd, right? It's, it's super odd. Well, it, it's super so odd. so crazy. We did a live show, Booker and I did, and we put out a yeah. live album of it in L.A. Yeah. Um, but I was at my uh, a friend of mine, Bruce Pritchard's show the night before. Yeah. And when I walked out of his show, there was a, a I'm not even making this up, and it was one of the most uncomfortable things I've ever experienced in my life. There was a kid who was dressed in all of his wrestling stuff, had a belt. Yeah. He must have been like, you know, 19, 18, yeah. 19. And he got down on his knees and did the bowing. He goes, oh, my God, Brad Gilmore. And he starts bowing he to me a, on the street in Los Angeles. I felt Jesus. so uncomfortable. It is the most uncomfortable shit ever. Yeah, and because he listens to the show with Booker, and I yeah. so obviously he thinks, you know, oh, my God. You know, and when yeah. I'm if 18, 19, you're going to think to right, do right. stuff that's stupid and you're gonna look back and be like why the hell did i bend down to brad gilmore yeah yeah, yeah. it's not like he was booker but it is very odd it's it's a it's so so weird man it's just like i i think it's because we don't think that much of ourselves on that level right like we don't take ourselves that seriously like i don't um i think that's the worst quality in a human being when Can you I take, tell you that? When you when take people who take themselves too seriously? Yeah, it's just like I think I'm the biggest idiot I know, right? <laughs> uh, you know, like yeah. yeah, I think I don't think that I'm anything but you know right. just someone trying to have fun, right? Right, right. The people who I meet, and you meet them in the scene too, yeah, and you meet them in wrestling especially. Yeah, people have these large egos. They think more of themselves than they should, and they take themselves too seriously. They're entitled. They they feel like yes. everything should just kind of work for them the way that they wanted to work for them and and what they don't understand is then when they put that energy out it gets the exact opposite of what they want yeah because then nobody takes you seriously absolutely because you take yourself too seriously absolutely it's it's man i really i really try hard to just kind of like i'm like when i go out i never really want to be the center of attention Mm -hmm. so you know but then I'm also just like me. You know what I mean? Like right. I'm, if, I, the so- I, I, if the song is playing, I'm going to dance. Right. Like if the song right. I like is playing, if Poison comes on, I'm doing the fucking dance. You have to. If um, if if uh, Tupac is on, if Ice Cube <laughs> is on, I'm I will crip walk. If, I will see walk. If international, the room. well, don't I don't want to have any gang affiliation <laughs> with you. Um, <laughs> if uh, if if international players anthem comes on. I have done this before. Yes. I go up to who, whatever DJ is playing that, and whatever yeah. establishment I am, I say, "Give me your mic." Yeah. <laughs> uh, give me, give me your mic. I need that because I have to do this. I have to I rap. Have no choice. I have to rap this I song. Ha- this is the greatest. That's the greatest rap song of all time. You think so? Yeah, I don't it's, even it's think it's definitely close. one of the greatest. Oh, it's, it's definitely- the greatest rap song of all time. I think. Um, I you and, and and all the love in the world to Bun and Big. But like, even if it was just Pimp Andre and, and Pimp, and Dr- yeah. it would be the greatest rap song you know, of all time. You know what's crazy about that is apparently um, it was supposed to be UGK and 3-6. Yeah, and there's and a version out there with 3-6 There's a version, there's a remix yeah. with them on it. Um, but the labels, the label that 3-6 was on wouldn't clear uh, verses for them. So they wouldn't, it was right Big after mistake. they won the Oscar, I think. Yeah. And so they wouldn't allow them to do these features for people. So they only produced the record. And um, um, it was, 
I, that was when um, apparently UGK and 3-6 were forming a group called the Underground Mafia. Right. And um, it never happened because Pimp died. But I think that was one of those songs that was probably supposed to go. And on top of that, they had already used the beat before. The beat was a... a it was a Project Pat song. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I heard that. And apparently yeah. Pimp loved that song. And he was like, no, I want that beat. Give me that beat. And they were like, but it's already on. He's I don't care. That beat, that song should have been way bigger. We're going to do it again. And then they put out International Play. Like, that's a. It's Pimp's verse yeah. is, is, is one of the best. That's why I think it's one of the best rap songs of all I time. I sing that song at my shows. Do you really? Yeah. Yeah. I do I that. Have, I do I that verse do wherever I, wherever I am. That's like my go-to. <clears throat> DJ play it. If I'm a host, I've done it several times hosting, and it's yeah. just for me. What's your favorite line? Uh, smashed up the gray yes! one. Bought me yeah. a red. Yes, every, every time, time we hit, hit the, the parking lot, we turn hands. Yes, some they, hoes want to choose. Choose what them bitches too, too scary. scary. Your bitch, bitch chose me. me. You ain't a pimp. You, you a fairy. <laughs> A fairy. How many rappers have put fairy in their lines? Not a lot. I don't think there's a, don't think there have been any. I don't know. So, <laughs> you know, do you know the story behind Smash of the Great One Bought Me Red? No, I don't. He apparently Pimp was supposed to do make an appearance at um a Mike Jones video. I think he may have been on the song. Or he was just supposed to be in the video. Hey, this like is that. Booker T's wife. Should we answer? I answer it on the you podcast. You absolutely should. Okay. Hey, Jarmel, I'm doing a podcast right now with Jack Freeman, and I put you on speakerphone. Well, all right. How are you? I am good. I'm going to turn up the mic. What is there? Is everything okay? <laughs> everything is perfect. Can I help you? <laughs> well. Why don't you call me when you finish your podcast? Hi, Jarmel. Okay. I'm Jack. Hi. Now, I will tell you, Jack Freeman has one of the most seductive voices of all time. He's a great singer, and he okay. has a beautiful R&B album out now called Find... Jack what is it again? It's called Define Love. Defi I was about to say Find Love. No. Define Love. And I think that okay. you should... I will, because she's not very good with technology, Jack. No, I will... You need to let me find this or send it to me. Or I something. will send you a link. I don't know how to get to it on my own. I will send you a link, and I will call you after I'm done here. Awesome. All right. You have a great day. Right, I'll talk enjoy. to you soon. You All right. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs> oh, so, so he smashed <laughs> up the gray one. So he bought, he had just bought a Bentley, a gray Bentley. And he brought it to the set. So uh, what I understand about Pimp is that when Pimp has cars in his videos, he has to have his car in the video. I respect so, that. So when they shot the Big Pimpin' video, they made them ship his car. Where to, they shot it. Where they shot it. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> they um, he's on the set, and during it was in Houston, and during the, the shoot, there was a uh, high-speed chase going on. And the guy drove, I believe, through the set. Like he drove through the set and he crashed into the Bentley. I believe that I believe that's what happened. Um he crashed the Bentley. He crashed into the Bentley. I don't know if it was that day or the day after, but he went and bought the red Bentley. 
I love that. <laughs> Smashed up the gray one. Bought me a red. Uh, it's Every just, time we hit the parking lot, we turned so heads. Good. I'm a choosy lover. Never fuck without a rubber. Never in the sheets. Like, like it on, on top, top of, of the, the covers. covers. <laughs> Money on the, the dresser. dresser. Drive, Drive a compressor. Top, top notch hoes get, get the, the most, most lot the lesser. Come on. Trash like the fuck with $40 in the club. Fucking up the game, bitch, it gets no love. She be cross country giving all that she got. A thousand to pop them, scooping billies off the lot. I smashed up the gray one. Bought me a red. Every time we hit the parking lot, we turn heads. Turn them. The hoes want to chew, but them bitches too scary. Your bitch told me you, you ain't, ain't a pimp, pimp you, you a fairy. Oh, that Willie now. Hutch sample? Willie Hutch. Oh my, that Mac, the from the Mac? Oh my God. Look. Willie Hutch, though, that's like a go-to sample for 3-6. Because they is. did it in Stay Fly. Yeah. They Stay Fly, it's a go-to for them and a go-to for uh, Big Crit, too. Yes. Big yeah. Crit loves well, that Willie makes Hutch. it's following the footsteps yes. of his of the Southern forefathers. Three Six Mafia is um, one of the greatest rap groups of all time, and super underrated. Super underrated. Super underrated. People should thank Three Six Mafia for every bit of their contribution. They Slobber My Knob got sampled three times this year. Yeah, and Juicy made money. Juicy made. Juicy J made so much money. Like he said, he wrote that song. When he was like sixteen. Sixteen, being a trying to be silly. Like he he thought it was just funny. He was like, "Y'all yeah. like that song?" He was fucking. They was like, "Yeah, we got to play that song again." Like that's crazy. DJ Paul, when I heard DJ Paul's beat on um on uh the Drake album, the Scorpion album, the one with Jay Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I listened to that shit, I said, "What speakers is he producing on?" Because that bass. Rattled so hard. I look, man. If I ever get a chance to meet any other Three Six Mafia members, even Crunchy Black, even Crunchy Black, even yeah. Crunchy Black, I gotta, uh, I have to take the time to appreciate their contribution to the game because Three Six was. You've never heard anything like Three Six. No, man. They switch it all up. They, they. Juicy I mean, J has ad libbed Hey on more records. Yes. Hey, 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 hey. Also, <laughs> That's my uh, favorite stuff with Juicy my, J. Um, my favorite is always the uh, uh, Yeah, Hope. Yeah, Hope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like when they when they throw that into the song, or um, um, Crit uses a lot. Is it Yeah, Hope? Yeah, it, it, yeah. it's just the get, Yeah, Hope. And you just, <laughs> um, also, who run it? Is like one of the one of the best. Oh, what, what about the juicy day? Shut up! Shut up! No, but like like we look at him as comedy sometimes, especially Juicy J, because he's such a you know magnetic personality. Yeah. But like really, when when you break it down, they've done some of the just there that era of crunk music. Yeah. You know that they kind of ushered in and you know yep. in, the, in the sitting sideways and, yeah. the, and the ride spinners type yeah, yeah, yeah. records. I mean that 0506 that Houston did, and then what they did in Memphis yeah. and on a national scale. I mean that that really is what all the music today is based on. Yep. It's all based on that era. They the hi hats, the snares, the the bass in it. All of it is based on that era. Three six used to scare me. Hell yeah! They Remember they the beaches used to say they were devil worshippers. Yeah, like I, they used to because their beats were just so sinister. I'm like, yo. What are these motherfuckers on in Memphis? Like what? What are they doing? Yeah, <laughs> sipping on some scissor 
was like the craziest. I, I don't even. I remember sitting there when I was a kid. I was watching that on TV, like on a, on BET. They showed the video, and I that was before I knew what 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 sir was. That's before I knew what lean was, and what and I would, they were just drinking out of these baby bottles, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And um, they just they just scared me. <laughs> and I didn't I didn't really get but as I got older I was like these motherfuckers are jamming like oh super like, jamming they sipping on some scissor might be one of the best Marvin Gaye flips I've ever heard yeah you it's know be you know there. that's a Marvin Gaye song. yeah 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 like that's, it's got to be way up there I'm trying to think of another one off the top of my head that would I don't know if, but you're right they were frightening yeah. they were frightening because there was like there was the weird devil worshiper rumors and then, and then Lord Infamous had the uh, the the bone in his nose yeah DJ then, Paul had the weird hand he had the hand and then Crunchy Black was just being Crunchy Black his name was Crunchy Black yeah, and it's then when he, when he did the dance at the end of Rod Spinners <laughs> I said oh my God <laughs> I have to know this man. Who is this man? I'd have to know him. Do you remember the the MTV reality show they had? Yes. That was the only reality show I, yeah, I even liked. It was so funny. They Juicy all lived in the J, same house. Yeah. Juicy J tried to go on a date with Kristen Cavallari in the yes. show. And he like takes his grill out on the table and wraps it in a yeah, dinner yeah, napkin. Yeah. I remember that. What was the... Um, uh, what was the dude named Trees? Trees, uh, yeah, Big Trees. Yeah, he and told computer. his girl, Big Trees. He said, uh, "Can I touch your booty?" <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> can I touch your booty? <laughs> he told his girl, "Can I, can I touch your booty?" Oh man, <laughs> you know, I said this. This is one. This is a brag you original quote. But I want, I, you know, I said, you know, when you ever get down. And you and you just think that there's no way I can make it. Yeah. Remember that Juicy J has an Oscar. Absolutely. And I don't mean that as even Juicy as a J joke. is. Remember that he has an Oscar and the anything whole three is achievable. Six has has a has an Oscar. Big Trees. Can Big I touch Therese, your booty? Has can an I Oscar. touch your booty? Has an, <laughs> can I touch Black. your booty? Like they have an they have an Oscar. Three Six Mafia having an Oscar is like um it's like Cardi B being invited to like President Obama's house or something like that. Yeah. But like the closest That's thing not to far that. Off, but I like, could have seen that happen. Like Denzel was quote he quoted Cardi B. When did he do that? Um, what, it was an interview he did, and somebody said something about Cardi. He was like, "Yeah, I love Cardi B." He's like, "Uh, he said, yeah, yeah, that song, uh, uh, uh he bought me whatever I want." He said, "Laurent, you know." He's like, "Yeah, you think I didn't know that?" I was like, "Oh wow!" Like Cardi B is here now. Cardi, so her album invasion of privacy it came out i really when i was in new orleans and i was driving back my girl and i were driving back from new orleans yeah and i was like hey man the cardi album drop let's let's listen yeah it was so jamming like i didn't didn't expect i was like you know what i like this like like even the record with chance yeah uh, i'm living my best life yeah Yeah, uh, 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 i like it when i heard that i like it beat when i like it i was like oh this is the next single right here yeah yeah see uh she's Shout out to Cardi B, man. And she had, you know, Shout out to Cardi B. I didn't understand it at first. I didn't get it. I didn't get it either because I remember and we, we we have a mutual friend Tay Mitch. I was yeah. at Tay Mitch's place and he was he was jamming uh, Bodak Yellow yeah. and he was like, "Man, this is the song of the summer." And he and I'll give him credit. He was way early on it. He yeah, was yeah. real early on it. Yeah. And I'm like, "What?" And I heard it. I'm like, "I don't really get this. I don't yeah. vibe out to this." And then it came on somewhere I was at mm-hmm. and it hit me. Mm-hmm. 
Bodak Yellow hit me, and I was like, "Some songs you have to listen to in the got a bag and fix my teeth." Hope yeah. you hoes know no, that, that ain't, ain't cheap. cheap. Yes, I was like, oh, wait, she spent she spent good money on those teeth. <laughs> and I want you to know, yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> I was listening to, uh, uh, to Joe Budden podcast the other day, and um, uh, do you listen to the podcast? You listen oh, to absolutely, yeah. So yeah. Parks uh, was talking about Rory because mm-hmm. uh, Rory had a cameo on Love and Hip Hop. They were recording okay. podcasts, I guess. I, I don't watch Love and Hip Hop, so I don't I, either. So God he's bless like, you. Uh, if you do. Yeah, you know. So he goes, uh, so since you were on Love and Hip Hop, does that uh, make you, he said, does that qualify you for the Love and Hip Hop teeth? And he's like, the Love and Hip Hop, he's like, yeah, you know, you go to Love and Hip Hop and everybody gets new teeth. And so Rory said the same thing that I've been saying for months now. He's like, yeah, I'll get them, but like, I got to get them in like small or medium. Because like, look. You don't want a Takashi situation. Let me tell y'all something, man. You guys are out here paying fifty grand for teeth that are way too big for your mouth. Right, they look like chiclets. I don't, I don't like it. Yeah, <laughs> and your your teeth are like a stack of dominoes. <laughs> and I'm here to tell you that they don't look natural, and it's not cool. They look um, like piano keys. They <laughs> <laughs> your mouth looks like a piano, and um, I just look. I'm just saying, if you're gonna get new teeth, get the mediums. Don't get the largest. It's a bad situation. Uh, just don't do it. It's I think a- that's great advice for for any for any surgical procedure. You know, get yeah. the mediums. Get the medium. <laughs> you know get the medium. Get the medium butt. Yeah, yeah get the medium ass. <laughs> get the you know get the medium ass. We don't. You know, lo- make it look like two holiday hams, not like two Thanksgiving turkeys. Yeah, you yeah. Know what like, let's, let's not. You know, let's not go overboard here. Okay? We don't need that. You know, um, that's a good segue. So, how do you feel about? Look, we're just shooting the shit. We don't have a script, yeah. okay? Yeah. Um, how do you feel about uh, the surgically repaired ladies in the um, in the in, okay. in the social media? Okay. This- so I, I I feel two ways about. It. Okay. First of all, you know, um, and and I do mean this, and this sounds like a PC thing to say, and I don't mean for it to be, but right. I'm really all about. Whatever makes you, you feel, feel good, good. Okay. that's cool with that. me. Yeah. I don't I don't care. Mm-hmm. You know, and that comes with not just physically who you want to date, who you want to be. Yeah. I don't do what works for you. It, it doesn't bother me at all. Right. And I'll appreciate you more if you're saying I did this for me. Right. Now, having said that, <laughs> the, the the surgically enhanced women, I, I don't know. So I think I've always felt like this. Well, I'll tell you one take it one step further. I don't like and this might sound strange coming from a straight male, right. right? I don't really like you showing me everything you have on the ground. I don't like that. My, here's don't the show thing. me your birth canal. You know what I'm? No, yeah. no, no. I, I don't need you to be nude on the ground, right? And and I say that because we're in the holiday season, right? Yeah. Can you imagine walking down the stairs Christmas morning? You look under the tree and all of your presents are in Ziploc bags and you can see right through them yeah, and you know what's true. in everything. Yeah. Yeah. You, that, yeah, yeah. That, that wouldn't, it take so the it leaves fun out of imagination. I like to, I think it's so much more attractive when right. you see a woman dressed fully and you go, damn. Whew, I'm, with I'm with it. So oh, here's how I man. feel about it. So the surgically enhanced, like I said, if it's, if it makes you feel good, that's great. I think that a lot of women can go way overboard. Like too much, and, and 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 here's the thing: 
and I hope that this isn't taken the wrong way. I think, and remember what we said earlier, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we said this off air. I, I don't, don't know, know but, but if I had to guess, guess. <laughs> I, had I think that women sometimes think that all men think the bigger, the better. Right. Right. And this is a very, very common misconception by our fine female counterparts. Yes. Men do not like bigger, better. We not like all of us. proportional. We, we yeah, like realistic proportions. I don't want you to look like a pregnant aunt. With right. Fake butt. <laughs> a pregnant so, aunt? <laughs> yeah. You know, like ants get, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, so, I like you. Yeah. So here's how I feel about it. Right. Do whatever you want to do. Just stop lying to us about it. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. So, because here's the thing. I was an athlete for a very long time. I still work out. I still, you know, train and all that kind of stuff. The thing that bothers me about it is that there are, like, women out there, hundreds of them, who go black on social media for six months, six weeks. And they've deleted all of their pictures and they come back with this brand new body. And then they then start trying to sell you um, fitness advice mm. or and then they tell you that they flat drink tummy tea tees. to get that. Yeah, yeah, brother. OK, first of all, flat tummy tea. Let's just be honest with it. It's a laxative, bro. Right. Like flat tummy tea is just making you take a shit. Yeah. And, and they're and, all. And, have and you, you ever tried one of those? Not flat tummy tea. I've never tried flat tummy yeah. tea, but I've had detox tea before. I've never when had I'm not, So I yeah. thought I thought a few months ago, maybe like a year ago, I was like, I'm yeah. going to get on this health kick. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I'm really going to I'm yeah. really going to try hard. Let me like clear it, clear everything out. Clean it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and then I'm going to start. I'm going to juice. I'm going to do this whole thing. So I got one of those laxative teas, right? The detox tea. Yeah. First of all, word of advice just for everyone out there. Yeah. If you want to do it, it works. Trust yeah. me, it works. It, it will work. Yeah. Um, don't drink the tea like in the afternoon. <laughs> you know what I mean? You gotta do it when you got when you don't because have to get it up to hits do. you like eight hours later. Oh, hits you like eight to ten hours later. Oh. So you'll wake up throughout the entire evening just mm. running. Oh my god! And also, don't do it. You know, in the morning either. There's yeah. not really a good time. Yeah, it's not a, just take like a week off of work. Yeah, just yeah, like a week a off and just drink it. Just one of the worst things ever. Yeah, imagine like, somebody grabbing your colon. It feels like they're wringing it out. Yeah. So like, that's my thing. Like, you I'm sorry, ro- Rocket over there was like, oh man, because oh, we know man. too cause, much. Because the one thing, like, when you disappear for six weeks, we know that you're just in recovery and you're just mending your your wounds. And right. You have the like, I we get that. Right, we, we get that, and we're like, not. We dumb. I know that you, we are men, yes, but we're not dumb. Yes, you are. You were built like an iPhone before this, and now you got hips and ass, and you're trying to show me. You've been walking around like an essential bottle for a long an, time. An essential bottle. <laughs> You've been built like an essential bottle your whole life, and now you want to give workout advice when you've never been in the gym, right? And what it does. For me, I think the um, the key part of that that bothers me is that there are actually women out there who really are into that fitness lifestyle and really work very hard on their bodies. And um, those are people that you should probably take fitness advice from, but they're not a lot of times because the woman over here who just deleted all of her pictures from the last 10 years, um, whose belly button is sideways, um, 
it's trying to now tell you how to get um a, a bigger ass. Right. But, like you you forgot the part where yeah, all you really need is a good doctor, right? So I that's the part. The other thing about surgery that I don't understand is that why doctors only know how to make one face. <laughs> like all the ones that get the face reconstruction, whatever, the, uh-huh. they all look like, um, uh, I guess, Kim Kardashian or something like that. Yeah. They all know how to make one face. There's that um, um, Larsa Pippen looks like. Yeah. It's the drawn in kind of cheek, high cheekbones, kind of drawn in cheeks a little bit. And those lips that don't in, move. And the lips that don't move, yeah. yeah and the a, forehead that's very stationary. It's an, Yeah, it's an odd situation. Yeah. No, and, and <coughs> see, and I think, like, when you think about some of the great women, right? I'm yep. talking about, like, celebrity women of yep, all yep. time. Mm-hmm. I think there's, there's one clear, for me at least, right. there's one clear goat. As far as I'm concerned, okay, okay. And, and this is based upon longevity. Yeah, this yeah. is based based upon all natural. Okay, this yep. is this is based on many factors. But I think that the goat, mm-hmm. uh, as far as notable women go, is Jennifer Lopez. J Lo is a. Uh, I think it's a strong a goat. goat. She's she's, a, in, she's goat. fifty. Yeah, she looks twenty seven. I would also say uh, Halle Berry. Oh, Halle Berry's, it's a strong case. It's either yeah. one. I mean, yeah. you can flip a coin. Yeah, You can you, really yeah, flip a coin. Could. It just depends on what you like that day. It just depends yeah. on what you yeah. like, yeah. you know? Yeah. Do I want the Puerto Rican coffee <laughs> or do I want a straight black, uh, you do know? I want the, <laughs> do I want the latte? <laughs> do I want a latte? A little bit of milk, not a lot. Um, <laughs> but, I like it. Uh, but, you know, but, you know, the thing about J-Lo and even Halle. Yeah, they don't have these. I mean, J Lo's known for her posterior, yeah. right? If mm-hmm. you will. By the way, mm-hmm. Jennifer Lopez. Can I put this out here? Jennifer Lopez follows me on Twitter. Does she? Yes. And I have, admittedly, and told my girlfriend, yeah. slid into her DMs. I've done it. I can show you the DMs. <laughs> I slid into them. No response. No I've, response I've been no all. sold. But I have to say, what you tell her? What'd huh? you say? What'd you tell well, her? so first off, I was like, you know what? Because she hit me with the follow, and I'm yeah. like, okay. I don't want to. I don't want to pressure the situation outright already. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Play it cool. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah. So I'm gonna wait. You know, I think her birthday's in like July or something. Yeah, okay. and this was like you know, like mid May. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna wait it out. Yeah, yeah. Once the birthday rolls around, Happy hit her birthday with, boo. Right. Yeah. Right, something similar to yeah. that. Give her like a nice little yeah. message. Shoom, yeah. send it out there. Right, send it out. I was like, let, you know, it, let I, it simmer. And then, yeah, just let her know that I was aware. Yeah, you know I, what I'm I noticed you noticing me. I know I that you noticed me. Know. Yeah, and I know that I know that you hit that follow button. So let me let you know. Yeah, I'm aware of it. Yeah, right. Yeah, and yeah. a happy I birthday. And a happy birthday. That's not a weird thing. Yeah, Especially yeah, if somebody follows you on social media, you see it's, it's their birthday. It's weird when you go in the DM though. It's kind of weird. Well, I no. When you have. 58 million followers who are probably hitting your mentions like crazy yeah. with the happy birthday. Yeah. I'm gonna hit you with the happy birthday on a on a on a person to person basis. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know okay. What I'm saying? All right. I see I where you're going with you that. Know. Okay. I'm All gonna right. let you know. I'm with it. I'm so, rolling. I'm no rolling. response. Yeah. No, no response at all. And then I was okay. like, okay, you know what? So I I didn't I didn't think about it. And then I saw that she had like an album coming out or something. Okay. I'm like, all right, album drop day. Hit you with the congrats on that new album. Okay. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. yeah Haven't yeah. heard it. Love it. L- love right? that album. Love it. I haven't heard Great it one. yet, but Great it's one. wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> Hit her with that. No response at no all. No response. God. No. And then, finally, she's here with A-Rod. She looks happy. Yeah. They look great together. Yeah. You know, and I said, you know, I'm just going to take I'm gonna take my name out of the hat. You know, I'm yeah, not yeah. going to be in contention I'm anymore. Yeah. I'm going to bow out gracefully. I'm going to still acknowledge yeah. that, that, you know, you're you're one of the goats. Yeah. A-Rod, I appreciate you. 
for what you've done. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I think a lot of people hate on A-Rod. I don't think that it's it's you should hate on A-Rod. The man's a winner. He is you a know winner. what I mean? He's a winner. It doesn't matter that he juiced. Who cares? Yeah. He's he is a, a he played for the New York Yankees, yep. one of the yep. highest paid baseball players of all time. Yep. And now the first thing that he did after retirement was wife up Jennifer Lopez. You won't be able to unsee this when I see, uh, when I say that. You remember say this. Remember um uh Michael Jackson, the American Dream, the the Jackson Five movie. Yes, of course. A Rod looks like the middle, the older version of Michael. When he when he like when he starts to buy like the bubbles and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He I looks can like see that. he looks I like the guy that. that played him in that movie. I can see that. He looks That's like funny. that guy. I've always said that about A Rod. That's uh, funny. A Rod. So like, you know guys, what? It's, honest, that it's strange. He's kind of an odd looking dude. A Rod is, you know, just speaking from just what I see, you know what I mean. He's not like jacked or anything. I mean, he's athletic, but he's got like he's got a baseball player's body. Yeah, yeah, he does. You know what I'm saying? Like you're not jacked. You're just kind of you're you're proportional. You're in shape, but you're not. Right. You know what I mean? It's like so weird thing about baseball players. But like I, I, like like come on, CC Sabathia, you're not a professional athlete. (laughs) You know, your gut is taller than you. I work out, but I like tequila too. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, so so he's kind of weird, and then he's got like the big ears. Yeah. yeah, You know what I'm saying? Oh, don't worry, I've really studied A Rod. I want to say like, how did this happen? Yeah, yeah. So, so, Does he look that much better than me? Than me? Like, like come what on, is man. J-Lo see? I got the hair. Yeah. You know what does I mean? J-Lo see? About $250 million. <laughs> that's 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 about what happened oh, right no, there. Oh, no. I think that they're in love. Crazy no, I think love. that I think they're in love, too. But, I you know, sometimes earlier. you're too broke to be in the room with but, J-Lo. I feel like sometimes you got to. Oh, yeah, there's certain artists sure. you're just too broke to be in there with. For sure. And, but, like, what did I see earlier with J-Lo? Oh, yeah. I saw this photograph. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was, and this was from, I guess, a recent music oh, video. Oh, wonderful! Yeah, here I'm gonna pass that one over to you. Yeah, yeah. So, so for the fans listening, this is Jennifer Lopez in what looks to be a bedazzled coffee mug. Yep. Wearing black lingerie. Yep. On a front lawn, cooking on a barbecue. So here's my here's my question: Did she? Ryan hasn't even seen the photo, yeah. and no, he was oh, just no. like, "Oh yeah. yeah, I can already tell." Pass so it along. here's the thing. I need her to be rocking um, the leather sandals at, if she's going to be at the barbecue pit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Got to wear the leather sandals. Yeah. You know, just to make sure. Rocket is like, Rocket he's looking r- like. nodding in very high approval. Shout out to you, J-Lo. Shout out Shout to you. So to she's you. the go. So I think women, if you're going to go after anybody. Yeah. All respect to Kim. You know, all respect. You know, the yeah. whole clan. The whole clan. Let's be honest. Yeah. Surgically enhanced or not, they're all gorgeous. Yeah. No, don't give me the eh. Don't give me that bull. Come on now. Hey, okay, Jack, come on now. I'm not a fan, bro. You're not a fan. <clears throat> no. Did you see their whole Halloween, we're all Victoria's Secret Angel thing? No. I, I saw it. I saw it, and I was just like, eh. Yeah. No, you're not. You know, see, this is what we like to call, uh, you're trying to no-sell them, is what you're doing. We can understand that the Kardashians are known for being attractive women. I mean, that's like the only thing they're known for, though. It doesn't matter what you're known for. I mean, that's cool. Look, I'm. I feel you. I get. I get it. No, no, I get it. Don't feel me. Um, what was I saying about? I was talking to um, Arian about them. And um, hey, you dropped that name right there. No, thanks. I'm just wanting to put that one down. Thanks. Appreciate it. (laughs) You Um, mean Bobby Fino? Bobby, shout out to Bobby Fino. Um, I was, I said something about them. It was an analogy that I had. And, um, 
like I, I think the Kardashians for me, like I just don't care. You know what I mean? Like, like they don't do anything. Okay, look, I'll, I'll give it to you. You know what it is? So, someone like a Jennifer Lopez or even like a natural beauty, just like right, a right. natural beauty, mm-hmm. right? They're like a great home cooked meal. Right. You know, like a like a great like we're talking about barbecue. Like, so you're you about made, to call the Kardashians McDonald's, huh? No, not exactly. I'm gonna <laughs> say like. What so let me go back to it. So it's like, you know, when you make a hamburger at home, it always has a little extra grease on it. Yeah. It's not it's not the best presentation all the time, yeah. but you feel it. it yeah. You're connected it to good. it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, have you been to like a <coughs> hop dotty? Like one of yes. these gourmet burger love, places? Love yeah. They're good. Yeah. Right? They have a great presentation. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure what all goes into it. You right, know what I mean? Right, right. I think there might be some manicuring behind the scenes that Could I'm be. not aware of. Could be. To me, that's a Kardashian. You know what I mean? It's very well put together. It looks it looks good. It probably tastes okay. You know what I mean? But it's not going to be home cooked. That's my analogy. Okay, I'll take that. I'll take that. I, I'm just of the the thought that it doesn't even look good. Um, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. I challenge I, that. I challenge that. I, one, but I it's mean, okay. Well, I feel you. All of them. Um, I think that um the least enhanced one, I th- was Courtney. Is that yeah. the one that Scott yeah. was made yeah. to? She's she's very she, nice to me. Is the most attractive one. Yeah, I agree with um, you. The um, uh, what's what's uh, here? It, he is. Acting like he doesn't know the names. No, no. You know what? I'm, I'm trying to think of it because like the younger ones, Kylie, yeah, Courtney, so Chloe, so Kim. Kendall, Kendall and Kylie, they're the younger ones, right? Like, yes. I don't. They both look great. Yeah. They both look great. I Shout out to look, Scott. I think Kylie Travis looks Scott. like the uh, the hormone monster. The what? The hormone monster. From, I don't know what that is. Big mouth. Um, she she look. I don't. I don't whatever is enhanced. I'm not or not, into it. Like I said, if she, if she feels good, that's great. I think Courtney is the most attractive one. Um, I think here's the thing. I think Kim's been around for so long that you know she can still be appreciated. Trust me, she can still be appreciated. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people appreciate her. Yeah, I'm. I'm just not. Into not it. A, you're not very I'm, appreciative. I'm just not into it. And you know, I, I'm just not. That's just not my thing. I mean, that's you know? fine. But you know, there is something strange about the family, and I hope that Travis Scott is the one that breaks the curse. Right, because mm-hmm. the men in the who are surrounded by that family do tend to go a little, a little loopy, you know. I mean, well, Travis is already kind of a loop. Well, he's out there, but he's an eccentric. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's like an eccentric. I don't want him to go the way of the men who came around in the past, like uh, <laughs> like Ye, like Lamar, Lamar Odom. like. Like Caitlin, Stephen A. Smith, who was on crack? <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucked up. But, but I think that Travis had. You know, here's the thing. I was kind of late to Travis too. I didn't know. I did. I when I first heard it, I'm like, what, what the yeah. hell is this? I like Days Before Rodeo. Yeah, that yeah, my, yeah. That was my. my yeah, yeah. But I, I like, I like the Astro World album. Astro was dope. It was dope. Astro was I had, dope. I, and I think for some reason, could you remember a few years ago? He and Slim got into that Twitter altercation. Yeah. Do you remember this? Yeah, I remember that. And yeah. Slim was pretty much like, you know, or, or or Travis was like, hey, man, none of the OGs put me on or something like that. Something to that effect. Right, right, They've right. since mm-hmm. made up. Mm-hmm. It was something like that. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing that and being like, man, I've been out in this scene. 
for a minute. Never seen Travis. I never saw you never one saw, time never anywhere. Saw Travis. Yeah. So I had a I had a inherent I was there and you weren't biased against him, I think. Right, right. And then finally I had to I had to be like, you know what? It doesn't matter well, if people, you came up the like way to, I did. People like to argue about Travis and like, oh, he's not really from Houston, he's doing this, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so here's the thing. Um being two people that have been here um on the scene for the last ten years or so. Um, a lot of things can be true here. So, uh, for one, Travis's family is uh, uh, well known in Prairie View. Uh, I think I believe his like grandmother or something like that was a, a, a worked for Prairie View, like a teacher or something like that. Much like kind of like DJ Premier. DJ mm-hmm. Premier's mother um, worked at Prairie View. Um, I believe he went to Elkins. I think so. Elkins High School, um, which is Missouri City, Sugarland. Um He's he's definitely from Houston. I'll never take that away from him. But to your point, when we were coming up around when it was um nice guys and it was D Lo and it was Dobeasy and it was propane and, and um uh Doman and uh Fat Tony. Uh, Fat Tony and all yeah. these guys, like, he wasn't on the scene with us. And I believe that that's because he was living in Atlanta at the time. I think he had moved to Atlanta or something like that. But, no, he wasn't on the scene with us. He didn't come up. He was not in our in class. The, right. Like, yeah. he he did not come around with, the, like, I, I remember even meeting Max O'Cream, like, later on. But, like kind of in that same time frame. Um, Maxo was around. Maxo yeah. was around. Yeah. Absolutely around. Yeah. We didn't see Travis. I, I that's not saying him. that Travis ain't H-Town. He ain't, you know, that's not saying any of that. But um, I think I, I've seen a lot of people argue about that on. Um, I think he's Houston. I don't, I don't really care. And, I, I don't and, get caught up in it. it like yeah. I said, I had a bias at first. Yeah. And I kind of dropped it. I'm like, well, this yeah. is stupid. And I think I think uh, much of his much of his ascent has a lot to do with him being in Atlanta at the right time. Right. And uh which is fine because you got to think about it. There's a lot of artists from here that had to move to go and and, and blow up. Brian right. Michael Cox has been in 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 Atlanta since like 96. Right. He probably would not meet Jermaine Dupri if he still lived in Houston. Right. You know what I mean? A so bunch like of the guys you go out to the LA's <clears throat> or the Atlanta's LA, or the New York's. You know, um to an extent Beyoncé moved. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it's like you're not going to meet a lot of people that went to school with Beyonce. Right. I'll say that. Right. You know what I mean? She went to HSPVA. She did. With B. Cox and Robert Glasper uh, and Chris Dave. Um, but there's not a lot of people that say, oh, I went to school with, with Beyonce. Like, I, to this day, I have not met anyone that said, I went to school with Beyonce besides Brian Michael Cox. Right. Not even middle school. Like, I don't know what middle school she went to. Don't not saying, not saying that she ain't Houston and that she ain't because I think what it what it boils down to is that uh, rap for one is one of those things where uh be, where you're from matters to a lot. A of lot, people. yeah. So um, that's why I think <clears throat> rap and country are actually like more cousins than people realize. Very much so. Very much so. They have their own colloquialisms, their yeah. own slang that are the storytelling, storytelling that, yeah. that are you know inherent to their you know absolutely yeah territory. It, it 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 does. Being where you're from, I mean, where you're from matters. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, 
you know, when a guy say, I'm from Brooklyn, and they're like, nah, we don't ever see you on the block in Brooklyn. You know what I mean? Like, right, there's always that, that argument. Um, you claim Harlem, yeah. but you're never in Harlem. You claiming, you 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 know, you claiming Watts, and you ain't in Watts, or you ain't, in, you ain't right. from Compton, you know, you from... Inglewood. Yeah, or or you from Encino. You right, know what I mean? Right, like, right, right. Like, Travis is, to my knowledge, he ain't from the hood in Houston. He's not from Third Ward. What he from Missouri? Was he in Missouri? Was he a Missouri he's City like guy? Sugar, Sugar Land, because that's where Elkins is. Right, like right, Sugar right, Land, right, right. Missouri City, something like that. Um, now, depending on where in Missouri City is, you know, yeah, you know, if you're from Ridgemont, if you're from where Zero's from, that's the hood. <laughs> yeah, but if you're from like Lake Olympia, then you know, that's just a a different situation. But, um, I think they all can be true. Like Travis is very much from Houston. Travis, right. um, although maybe didn't party with us and didn't hang out with us because I'm older than Travis, so Travis is what, like 20? I think he's 26. 26, yeah, I'm like Somewhere four, years, my, my, I'm four my years older than, um, yeah. than, than, I just turned 30. So, like, right. um, I don't remember, like, I, I've i never met Travis, right? You know, here's the thing. Have you never met Travis? Or are you just not aware that you met him? That was what I started um, thinking of. I was like, yeah. well, maybe he was in the rooms that I was in. Maybe it's so. just he wasn't bubbling at the time. Maybe so. And I just didn't know. Maybe so. Maybe we just didn't like. But I, I kind of can remember when I've met people, and right. I, and I, I don't. Now his DJ was always around. Chase B, OG Chase B was always. Yeah, around. yeah, yeah. That was uh, he used to do debonair lines, right? Yeah, yeah. He was there, and he was also with the you know the Poindexter, the Morgan Poindexters. I don't know if you, yeah. if you the Point Trey Poindexter that yeah, kind of group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I actually think that he might. Not appreciate me, <laughs> OG Chase okay. B. Okay, right. so, so, I say that because I don't, and I don't mean it seriously. I just know that one time he was at, I think he was at Debonair, yeah, because yeah. I was hosting, yeah, and he was there, and I'm like, yo, Travis Scott's DJ's here, you know, OG Chase B, what up, man? If you're yeah. looking, and, you know, I was like, and, yeah, I was like, <laughs> I said, and people, you know, mm-hmm. if you don't know what he looks like, yeah. it's okay, you know, he likes to be behind the scenes, but just look for the guy who looks exactly like the golden package of Teddy Grams. And he did not like it. He didn't like His it. whole crew was laughing. Yeah. He was not a fan. He wasn't. So. <laughs> he wasn't looking with it. He's like, you're the first person like, to tell me that. I thought today. that was a good joke. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Let, <laughs> let me live. I thought that I thought was, was funny. You didn't, like it? you didn't like it? Okay, cool. But yeah, like, I think, you know, I, I'll say, you know, we can all embrace, we can all embrace Travis. And whether you like the music or not, um, I think I know a couple of people that may have had run-ins with him that maybe weren't pleasant. Um, but I try so hard, though, to not go off other people's assessments of somebody. Right, right. Because, once again, they have their own inherent bias. They right. have their own self-identification of, oh, mm-hmm. I should have been treated this way yeah. by this person. So I, re- I really try to be right. like, I'm going to meet you face-to-face. Right. If I right. get that vibe, then and, I'm, you know, it's going to be substantiated claims. But, right. Yeah. And Houston artists do not always have to... Um, we we like we don't all ride slabs like you yeah, know what I mean yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. it's just the thing like well that was the thing with, with and and you know this too from the music you make I mean yeah. it it's it has a Houston right, identity right, right. at points but it's not a Houston sound yeah per it's se. not like we yeah. got that too when we were coming up because we were very not right the right, opposite right. completely I mean it's just the same as like you know um any other city like it's a lot of New Yorkers that are embracing the South and and. Well, that was the whole beat with the ASAP. Remember when ASAP came out and everybody's like, yeah. oh man, you know, he's trying to steal Houston sound, but he yeah. never even, remember, he didn't even, he's never right, even right, been right. to Houston. Right, he had but never I remember, been, yeah. Because Fat Tony was on his first mixtape. 
Yeah, yeah, he, he was. was talking. Yeah. He was just talking, but he yeah. was on the mixtape. Yeah. I think it was called uh, 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 "Get Lit" or something like yeah. that. Was the name of the record? What was it the Purple Tape or was it with no, Purple? It was long uh, Live. Long Live ASAP. Yeah, or Live Long ASAP or but, Long Live was, ASAP, whichever one yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, the mixtape version, yeah, yeah, not yeah, the yeah. album. Right. And yes, yeah, so he was on there, but I remember that was a whole thing. I was like, yeah. oh, you're stealing the sound. But to me, the whole stealing the sound thing is so territorial. And I think if people acknowledge that it's a Houston sound, yeah. that's good enough. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, I was influenced by UGK and Pimp, just like every rapper who's ever picked up a pin. In, you know, I guess in, we talked about the millennial generation before yeah. we went. Anybody's ever picked up a pin in that generation from 81 to 96 yeah. was influenced by Jay Z. Look. Show me a rapper that's that says they weren't influenced by Jay Z, and I'll show you a rapper who was influenced by Jay Z. Absolutely, <laughs> directly. Like if they, I don't care what you sound like. I was just about to get to that too because I was going to ask you if you heard his verse on um on the Meek Mill oh, album. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yes. Triple Entendre. Don't even ask, ask me how. Ask me how. Yeah. Why can't we ask you? We do, we don't want to know. We don't want to. Okay. He can't. We. He doesn't even. Don't know. even. He doesn't I'm, understand. I'm so great. I can't explain I to you. Even don't even talk to me about it. No, he's saying I'm so great, and this is so effortless for me. I can't even explain it to you. Yeah, like I'm just really like I can't make. It's kind of like when uh, when uh, uh, Dave Chappelle was like, "I'm just so damn good at this shit, man." Right. He's right. Like, I'm so good. Look, I tell you what, I'm gonna give you the punchline first, <laughs> and then I'm gonna you know yeah, double back yeah, with it. Yeah. But like that J verse was crazy. Hold on that Meek album was saying some shit. And um, I am proud to say that Jay-Z is my favorite rapper. Oh, the yes. Greatest, the greatest. He's the greatest of all, all time. time. Absolutely. And I don't know why people try to combat that. I don't know why people I, try to tell me he's whack. Who said that? People will come out of their face and tell me that he's whack. And I say to myself, sir... You are smoking hot Cheetos. Yes. Yes. And for real. You you're borderline retarded. Yes. And um you don't have ears. Right. Right. I think that's what your problem is, is that you don't have ears. Are you stupid? Are you stupid? Are you is stupid? It, is it yeah. is it what it is? We won't say the R word, you know. Yeah. yeah. We don't yeah. throw that out there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know. Okay. Yeah. Hey, what I get that? I get a check from a corporation. You're I just right, gotta, you're, you know. right, you're right. You're right. <laughs> but like but no, you, I feel you. Because the thing is, it's another thing that I talk about when we talk about Hallie and J-Lo. We talk about the longevity. Yep. How long have you been mentioned amongst the top great? How long have you been the the uh, standard? How long have you been the bar? Hove is... So I, I like to break up his career in like two sections, right? Right. There was a time where he was Jay-Z, and now he's just Hove. Right. And that's just like, because Hove is when he began the, he became, to me, he became Hove Black Album. Okay. I could see that. I could Blueprint argue he was Hove. At Blueprint. No, I could argue he was Hove at American Gangster. I think pre-retirement Jay-Z is a little different. I think American Gangster is his best album. I think it's it's up there for me. It's way so up there. So I think that. It's hard for me to put any album above Blueprint. It's really hard for me. Okay, so Blueprint to me was when he was calling himself Hove, but he was transitioning into being Hove, right? So then Black Album. So then Black Album was like, okay, boom, this is me. I'm Hove, but then I'm going to retire. I'm going to go home. 
and right. chill for like a year and a half <laughs> right or two years or however long he was going I th- his album was like oh three was black and i think oh six was kingdom come yeah and then kingdom come drops and i liked kingdom come i i i i, I like it King, I don't love it as much as I wanted. To. Kingdom Come was maybe. It's got the, records on there that people sleep on. It was his 20 point game amongst his 50 point games. It was like when Michael came back to the Wizards and he was like 40. Yeah. But he was still he was still getting 20 a night. He was he averaged 20 a game. But it was like he averaged 20 a game. It wasn't year. the same Mike. And he gave somebody 50 points. I think it was right. Shannon Anderson. I think right. he gave Shannon Anderson 50 points. But but like reasonable doubt through blueprint was Jay-Z. Raw. Uncut, Jay Z, even up to Black Album, Jay Z. But damn it, this last ten years, or twelve, or you can go from American Gangster to now. This is ho- this is the greatest. Like his whole body of work makes him the greatest rapper of all time. Yeah, greatest and the people have the art this argument of Jay Z's never been the hottest rapper. At any given period, right. right? People say, "Well, no, you know, at first it was Nas, then it was DMX, yeah. then it was Fifty, then it was M, and it, then and it, it was." And a lot of that has to do with sales, right? Like a lot of that has to do because Jay Z didn't have a number one song until Empire State of Mind. I did not know that. Yeah, like that was his first number one song on Blueprint Three. He never had a number one single. Yeah, all his albums went number one though. All of them. All of his albums went number one. Maybe because I've had like, 10 it's, number it's one crazy. albums, maybe now I have 11. Yeah. I just remember that. That's, it's Thank crazy you. to me that Hard Knock Life did not go number one. Yeah, I get Yeah, Man, Hard Knock, you know what? He was so right when he said, check the baseline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the baseline of that song is so crazy. That song is so crazy. But you know, I think you're right about Jay, just all the, all the stuff. And people, if y'all didn't think that 444 was one of his best albums. Oh my God. I listened to that. I remember the night it came out, I was in the Whataburger drive-thru. Yeah. I forgot the spicy ketchup. You forgot I the spicy so, ketchup? I was so in. And it was you Story of OJ on was on, and I was like, "Yeah, what? Yeah. What am I listening to? Yeah, I was, I had to start the album over, because I'm like, wait, what's going on right now? I'm Yeah, there's that's one of, the, that's one of those albums. To where it's like a Stanley Kubrick film, where you have to go yeah. back and you and you miss so much that you didn't realize you missed. That album made me completely uninterested in hearing another album from Jay Z solely produced by one artist, um, by one producer. Because if it ain't to me, if it, it ain't, ain't no standard, ID, right? I don't, I don't even want to hear a Pharrell and Jay Z album. Right. I don't want to hear a Kanye yeah. produced Jay Z album Jay. or Timbo and Jay Z. I want to hear no ID, <laughs> right? And Jay Z in the room together, making the beat, make because it's something to be said about producers that capture the um, the uh, that capture who you are and bolster like what what they like. To me, one of those times was Kanye producing Common's album, yeah, the B album, the B like, album. Yeah. that. To me, was it one just, of those times. It's it. just like I know what this guy needs to be doing right now, and if he just trusts me, I can give him some shit. Timberland that, on that on that twenty twenty Justin Timberlake album, the first yes one. that the twenty yes that first album. Um, the uh, what was the one I was thinking about? Um, oh shit, 
um there was a whose album was it um oh um scarface and 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 oh joe like i like i like when i like when face raps on other people's shit on on um something special when but there's something special about no joe right and the way that um although looking at it from firsthand experience i'm like this is turmoil but (laughs) when they get it together it's a it's a sound that comes out of there that's Amazing because Eno Joe knows how face want needs to sound and look when it's time to get this shit done. Yeah, and it's just a uh, it, it, like Hove and No ID together is like a it's like a it, I didn't know I needed that until I heard it. Right. And but then when I found out that no idea no ID had produced the whole album, I said, Oh, I'm absolutely listening <laughs> to this in. album. Because no ID is just a timeless producer. One of these days I want no ID to uh produce one of my albums. Because oh, man. no ID is he's just amazing to me. So I, I, and, and and there is a but but here's the greatness of Jay though is he can lock in and do a whole album with no ID and it's a classic album. Yeah. But then he can he can lock in with your favorite producer and jam and bust out a classic. Whether yeah. it's Pharrell, Timbo, right, right, uh, right. Uh, 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 Ninth Wonder, yep. um, um, even the records that Eminem produced for him, Moment of yeah. Clarity, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Renegade, yeah. uh, Kanye, anybody yeah. he's ever gotten, he knows how to do it. I mean, P. Diddy yeah. and the Hitmen did a lot of the American Gangster of American, album. Yes, because American Gangster. To me, I think American Gangster is his most cohesive. And it's either that or 444 for me of yeah. like most cohesive yeah. story throughout that makes and sense. Then, and then the beats all line up um, with each other. So it's a feeling that you get the whole way through. And Jay knows how to balance the I'm going to be flashy, flamboyant rapper, mm-hmm. braggadocious rapper. But you're going to get this information And then too. here's that substance. Yeah. Yep. Right? You know, yeah. what, what, what do you say? I'm just trying to give you... A billion dollars of advice for nine ninety nine, whatever he yeah, said. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember the line, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. but something like that. And it's always what he's trying to do. And and I mean, I mean, and when he hits those flavorful lines, yeah. like I, I, you know, I don't know why this one's in my head, but you know, when he's like, "Nobody win when the family feud, but my stash couldn't fit in a Steve, Steve Harvey suit." suit. Yeah. I'm clear why I'm here. Yeah. How, How about, about you? you? Yeah. No such thing as an <laughs> ugly billionaire. I'm, I'm cute, cute. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody getting handsome checks. It, it should, should be us. us. <laughs> I mean, so he knows how to though, but right there, he was telling you exactly what he what he wanted to say. Yeah, yeah. But he knew how to he knew how to put flavor in it. Yeah. He knew how to not make it bland yeah. by giving you dense information. I'm gonna put a little bit of spice, I'm gonna be like salt bay, sprinkle it on there, you know what I mean, and give you that flavor, but also, you know, you're gonna have a well balanced breakfast. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. He knew exact he knows exactly how to do that. And that's why to me, he's on such another level. And the verse on the Meek album was just like, brother, yeah. what are you talking he, about? And here's the thing. There's certain things when he gets to that level that there's no amount of research or documentary watching or textbook reading that I could do to fully understand the point of view, right? Right, right, right. Because there's so many things that he's talking about of what it means to be a black man. Right in America, yeah, absolutely, and I can never fully understand or appreciate that. Yeah. But when I listen to him and what he says, 
it's the closest that I will ever get to understanding. Right. Does that make sense? Right. Because he can break it down and um, anyone that isn't in their own way enough to listen and and understand what's going on, it like he can break it down to you and if you're willing to accept what he's trying to tell you, brother, it is, uh, he's, he's, like you said, A-Rod's a winner. <laughs> he's a winner. Jay-Z is, has successfully won at life. He, oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm trying to find. You're, about, you're just about at a billion dollars in net worth. Um, All of your, like, I thought the title thing was genius from the moment it, it started. Cause I'm like, Okay, so he bought a streaming service for fifty million dollars, and then Sprint bought a third of it for two hundred million. I don't know if you guys understand math, <laughs> but when people were trying to tell me how bad of an idea title was, I I couldn't understand it. No, because what that means when somebody buys a third of your company for two hundred million dollars, that means that your value is at about six hundred million. He bought a a streaming service at fifty million, and at that moment it was worth six hundred. And then he got Prince to take all of his shit off of streaming, off of all streaming sites, and put it on title solely. And it wasn't until he died that whoever owns his estate got greedy and decided to put it sell, everywhere else, put yeah. it back on iTunes and all that kind of stuff, right? What he's doing, what Hove is doing is um, putting us in spaces that typically weren't there. Like a lot of times I think what um, people's knock on Hove when he's making investments and when he's starting these companies and stuff like that um, or just buying into companies is that like a lot of times we know the, um, you feel like you know the person on it so you don't give them the credit that they deserve. But if the if the CEO of Spotify walked in here, I wouldn't even know who he was because I don't right. know what he looks like. Right. Um, if Jack Dorsey from Twitter walks in, we don't right. know he's, who he is. He's just the regular looking white guy to me. Is that dude? Right. Yeah. But it's Jay Z now, or even if Nas had done this, yeah. You know, Nas has a very good investment portfolio right, right now. He's, right, right. He's yeah, in yeah, on he's Lyft killing it. And, and, yeah, um, he's killing it. Yeah, like, like when you know the when you know the messenger, when you know the person who owns it, uh. For some reason, people don't respect it as much, and I don't know. It's it it's weird to me, but it's also he's doing a lot of shit that nobody's ever done before, right? He, like, he, but that and that's what I've always liked about him. Mm-hmm. If you go back to Blackout, wasn't it like he had to deal with Nokia or whatever? Yeah, to have the yeah, black yeah, yeah. Phone, he had to buy the Nokia phone, phone to get the then, album. Yeah, did the same thing with the Sprint deal. Yep. He knows how to blaze that path. He knows how to blaze the trail. And then title was just another. You have to get this to hear me thing yeah. just like he did with sprint or nokia that's yeah. why he's on such another level and the his influence is i mean that's what i'm saying like people remember when yay said yeah. on uh uh mercy i think he was like is lawton just too feel important yeah right? yeah yeah yeah. that's what people just want to be around him breathe right. the same airs that they right. can maybe get a piece of the magic i don't know if you remember this but when he did the magna carta holy grail album he right. did that day where he was on twitter yeah. And he tweeted me. It, yeah, I remember that. He tweeted me. Yeah. And that, you asked him a question, right? I, I said something to him, and he responded with facts only. Right? Yeah, That's yeah, what he said. Yeah. Oh, I know what it was. Jay-Z d- didn't understand how to use hashtags. Oh, he yeah. didn't get it. 
So he would just, instead of putting hashtag whatever he wanted to say, yeah. he would put an asterisk. So he was trying to say Absolutely. my laugh to people. Yeah, but instead yeah. of saying hashtag my laugh, he was um, putting asterisks my laugh. That's hilarious. And I said, Jay-Z putting asterisks my laugh is my favorite thing ever on the internet. <laughs> and then he tweeted back and he was like, facts, facts only. only. And I don't even know yeah. if he understood that I was like kind of laughing at him yeah, somewhat. Yeah. But that's what he said. And, and just the, that brush, yeah, uh, that digital brush that I got from yeah. Hove, my phone, I had to turn it off for the day. Yeah. Not only for the it's notifications, ridiculous. people were calling me, just saying, I saw Jay-Z. Slim Thug called me. Yeah. He's like, hey, man, just saw Jay-Z tweeted you. Ah, you know. I had all those people. And it, that just feeling that. And then when you hear what he says on the album, like this was the line on that Meek record where he was like, no, you red hat. Don't, Mike, don't Michael and Prince me and Ye. They separate you when you got Michael like and Prince's, Prince's DNA. DNA. Yes. I ain't one of those house you bought. My house is like a resort. My house is bigger than yours. My, My spouse, spouse, come, come on, on man. man. My route is better, better of, of course. course. Yes. Yeah. He's what? Hove is. Hove is. I wish he didn't tweet yesterday, though, to clarify his line. I yeah. wish he didn't do that. Yeah. It's like, Jay, we know. Yeah. We know this is what we like about you is yeah. that you make us talk. Yeah. You make us decipher. Yeah. That's why you had to write a book called Decoded. Because yes. we we yes. couldn't we love talking about these things for so long because yep. you have these cryptic messages a lot of the times yep. that we want to find out. We want to figure out on our own. Hove, I wish you didn't tweet. Hove is um, a national treasure. Now, what's his best collaborative album? So he has the two with R. Kelly, right? He's got mm -hmm. the Lincoln Park collision course Lincoln thing. Park. He got he's got Watch, Watch the, Throne. the Throne. Now he's got Everything is Love. What's Hove's best collaborative album? For me, it's Watch the Throne. There's yeah, something about I, I, that. I, I, I'll it's say just, Watch the Throne. It's got to it, be Watch the Throne. I mean, of course I like Body because, on the R. Kelly records. Yeah, because Best of Both that, Worlds, I thought he only did one. No, he did Best of Both Worlds, and he did... Worlds Collide, I think. When that was called. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, did yeah. Too. That was like a compilation. That was was that an album though? I think it was. Yeah, it was just not. It was not well, a good. That album. was also because we found out R. Kelly was out here. Um, R. Kelly's a strange situation, children. but it's still, um, no matter what, and this is probably odd to say, no matter what R. Kelly does for the rest of his life, if Ignition Remix comes on, everyone is smiling. There's nothing that we can do about it. You know. <sighs> You know, it, it's I, like I it's to, like a it's like an old Bill Cosby joke. I don't know any of them, but I if there to, was one that your parents liked, it's, I had to I had to give up on R. Kelly, man. You gave up ignition. Yeah, Remix? like when I hear it now, I'm just like, it, you don't bounce, 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 bounce. No, oh, I man, I have to look. R. I can't Kelly, help it. R. Kelly is a piece of shit. Oh, he's a horrible and, human being, and he's an amazing artist, right? But he's like, I can't do it. He's it's, terrible. He's a terrible person, but. I have tried because especially in the Me Too era, a lot yeah. of our, I mean, I heard, did you hear about Neil deGrasse Tyson's under investigation for no. sexual misconduct? What did he do? <laughs> I don't know. National Geographic is 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 investigating him for sexual misconduct. I don't know that, that that's what I heard. That that's was according ridiculous. to CNN or yeah. Fox or one of them. Yeah. Um, but, you know, in this era, it's hard now because I used to think Kevin Spacey was one of the greatest actors. 
House of Cards. There's yeah, so Kevin many Spacey is an amazing actor. So many things that he's done that I love. Yeah. And I saw the other day I was watching, I was on TBS or something, and Fred Claus, the Vince Vaughn movie about he's the brother of Santa Claus was on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Kevin Spacey's in the movie. And then I had this this thought of like, oh man, whoa, it's kind of weird to see Kevin Spacey. Yeah, yeah. And then I thought to myself, it's like, still, because there's been a lot of artists and people who we even look up to still to this day who are really terrible people. Like, yeah. even if you go back to Christopher Columbus, which we celebrate his day, he's kind of a big asshole. Fuck you know? Christopher Columbus. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. So it's like, but we still celebrate him, and he's still looked at as this figure who They helped. celebrate Christopher Columbus for not having a damn map. Yeah. Yeah. This, this looks like India. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, Indians. No, you idiot. <laughs> but but I say that, I, I guess Here's what some I'm, blankets. I guess what I'm trying to say is- I'm trying, and I'm not saying I'm succeeding right. at it, but I'm trying to separate the separate art the as art much as I the, can, Yeah, right? Yeah. Because people are still going to talk about the Huxtables and how much they love the Cosby show, yeah. even though he seems to be another terrible human being. Yes. Um, and there's so many of them now. And I think what it is is that with Bill, what the thing about Bill was that we loved, we loved Cliff Huxtable. But we didn't right. really know Bill Cosby. Right, right. And, but, um, here's the, but here's the thing, man. We all still listen to Michael. Yeah, and, but and, Mike- and, 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 and he had a case, and he was adjudicated, whatever. Yeah, and then they found out that they lied the whole time after he died. Like, they found out about that shit. So Mike, very well, it could have gone either way for Mike. Right. It really could have gone either way for Mike. I was just talking about this last night. Michael Jackson... Sold 33 million copies of one album. Yeah. And counting. Right. Because his stream numbers are shooting through. Michael Jackson made $100 million this year. Michael is, by all accounts, the anomaly of the music industry. Oh, without a doubt. The reason why I say that is because even as great as Prince was, even as great as um, the Beatles were, as great as whoever, the, the Jay-Z, Beyonce, Jay, Elvis, whoever the hell, yeah. Every single Michael Jackson album went diamond and counting. Yeah. Like diamond like three times, yeah. four times. Yeah. Like, even Invincible sold 10 million in a time where obviously sales were booming then because there was no streaming and all and that. It was 2001. It was 2001. It was a new Michael album. Yeah. And he then had the, some records the on The album that. before that was uh, History, right? B- I think it was 97, yeah, yeah. Um, Which Shaq is on, by the way. Yes. And uh, he did that, the song with uh, Scream mm-hmm. uh, with, with Janet. Janet. Um, the seven million dollar music video. Yes, yeah. like the guy. Then he did that the Blood on the Dance Floor album. Right. Also sold to me. Right. Like he's the only artist to sell a billion records. Right. But then there's this really odd side to the man that he's we choose. Odd, he was an that we choose ball. to ignore though. He's an oddball. We ball. ignore it. But I think Michael was the first case study in. Um, and how becoming a child star really can fuck up your trajectory as far as like 
how you become a, a regular person in life. Well, you know, I think about it, and for a while it was like this with him, but it is the holidays. My favorite Christmas movie of all time is Home Alone. It's the greatest yes. Christmas movie ever. It's just, it's so quotable. I got to go with Christmas Story. But. See, I don't, I'm not, a, it's not even in my top five. But what? anyway, it's not. But, you know, Macaulay Culkin went through that. You know, speaking right, of Michael right, Jackson, right. but he went through that mm-hmm. weird, like, who knew what was going on with him because of yeah. the child star thing. And, right. and, and, and I, I bring that up because, not to shift gears, but earlier this year, WrestleMania was in New Orleans, right? right. So I, Booker and I went to go do Radio Row yeah. at WrestleMania. So in New Orleans, and we went to the convention center, but you had to be there at like 5.30 in the morning, yeah, right? Because it was going to start at 6. So I got right. there at like 5.15. I got this big-ass bag of all my audio equipment. Yeah. I'm setting it up. And since it was Booker, there was like the ring there, and there was like four, like I guess, VIP-type mm-hmm. radio shows. Yeah. So there's a guy named Sam Roberts who does Jim and Sam. There's Rosenberg right, over yeah, yeah. here doing his wrestling yeah. show. And then there was a... a, a Another one across the ring from me, and I didn't know who it was. I didn't really care, but a friend of mine, Johnny LaQuasto from L.A., he walks over to me, and we're talking, and he looks across the ring. He goes, hey, who is that over there? I was like, I don't know. He goes, I think it's Macaulay Culkin. And I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, what? And then the guy turns around, and I could see Flush looking at him in his eyes, yeah. and I was like, that's Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> wow. What is going on yeah. here? Why is he and here? And then when Booker gets here, I say, hey, Book, you know who's over there? I was like, that's Macaulay Culkin. He goes, oh, Mac. Yeah, man. He comes to all the shows or something like that. And I'm like, what? And then Macaulay Culkin walks over to our table. Yeah. And he was like, Book. He goes, uh, Brad, right? And I was like. Oh, shit. I was like, oh, yeah. He goes, oh, man, I listened to y'all's show. And I was wow. like, whoa. And Macaulay I was like, hey, man. Culkin? I was like, dude, I'm sorry, but I got to get the photo. You know, so yeah. I took the pic with Macaulay yeah. Culkin. I had to. Um, and and then he gave me, he reached into his bag. Yeah. And he pulled out a set of bunny ears that you can put on your head. Yeah. Right? And he said, these are for you. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. I have them at my house. That's dope. Macaulay Culkin gave me a set of bunny ears that I treasure to this day. I was just about to ask you um your your craziest Booker T story. Well, there's a lot, right? Um I don't know. There, there's a couple that I I can't tell. Okay. <laughs> I know I never wanted to be one of those guys. You know, where it's like, well, yeah. I can't talk about that uh, on the one radio. of my favorite Booker T moments is Hulk Hogan. We coming for you, nigga. Yeah, yeah, of <laughs> course, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, and he talks about that all the time. It's like his w- biggest mistake in his career yeah. because he actually hates that word. Okay, right? Just yeah. any usage of it, he right. despises. <laughs> and, <laughs> he and, and, and and then he was like, you know, he he really felt though. And this is what he said. And he said it publicly, so I don't mind repeating right, it. Right. But he said he felt that he let down his entire race of people well, by he being said in a prominent. And he, and he said, <sighs> and, he, and he, he went like, because he knew, yeah. he knew he yeah. screwed up. I did love that Mean Gene Oakland like completely null sold him. And what do you think, Stevie Ray? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, uh, uh, Booker. You know, he. I could tell so many stories. So yes. this this is a good one. Okay. So we are at. WWE Raw at the Toyota Center. Right. No, no, no. It was a pay-per-view, Night of Champions. Got Sting you. was in the main event. 
the wrestler Sting from back Sting. in the day. Sting's he, like my favorite. One he was in favorites. WWE. Yeah. For, he did four matches in WWE like yeah. five years ago. Right, yeah, yeah. And, and he had to retire. Yeah. And I was there the night of his last match. Right. And anyway, we're in the back. And Booker, mm-hmm. at this moment, this was at the height of that hoverboard craze. And Booker had the hoverboard. Oh, shit. And he would put it on the WWE truck. Mm-hmm. He'd come up to the station with it. I don't know if you remember that, Ryan. He would come up to the station and stuff. And anyway, he uh, he was on the hoverboard and he was yep. rolling around backstage. And we're actually we're sitting there. I'm talking to it was Booker and his wife Charmel who called in a minute ago. Right. Book. And then I'm talking to Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. And Booker's standing on this hoverboard, and he's doing circle spins as yeah. we're talking to them. Like, he's just spinning around. And his yeah. hoverboard was big, and it had lights on it. Yeah. And it had a Bluetooth thing on it. There was like a French voice that would always be like, Bluetooth is ready to pair. Yeah. And it would say that randomly all the time, because yeah. like, this is malfunctioning. Yeah. I'm sure it's going to spontaneously <laughs> combust at any yeah. given moment. So he's in there, and he's doing circles and spinning around, and we're talking to them. And then he's like, all right, let's go. And so we leave, and we're actually going to meet up with Kaz, who we talked yeah, about Wrestle from Rap. from uh, yeah Russell yeah. Rap Duce Palooza, yeah. and Kaz. we're meeting him and Wale at the Four Seasons for Wale's birthday. Yeah. So we're heading, and it was just going to be me, him, Kaz, and and Wale. Yeah. So we're heading, he, we're heading to his car, and you know the tunnel at the Toyota Center where all the players park. Yeah. That's where the WWE people park. So right. we're. We're in there, and, and on the way out, we talk to we see Chris Jericho, who's another wrestler. We talk to Chris mm-hmm. Jericho for a second, mm-hmm. and then Booker starts leaving. And I, as I'm saying bye to Chris Jericho, Chris Jericho goes, "I wish he would fall on that thing," and he said <laughs> it as a joke. Yeah. So Booker's going up the ramp, the incline, oh, no. and his hoverboard dies. Oh <laughs> shit! Dies on the way up, and Booker T in his full tuxedo takes a bump. Off of the hoverboard, no. lands flat on his back, right in the middle of everybody, no. and then he gets back up. He's like, "Hey, ah, 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 yeah, 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 that was pretty good." Ah, 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 ah. And he just That's continues hilarious. to laugh. And I'm sitting there like, "This is the greatest moment," and I'm sharing it with Chris Jericho of all people. Yeah. After he just wished Booker death, oh essentially, and he fell right on his hoverboard. That's, That's one of the many. Booker stories. Oh, another great one mm-hmm. is how he punked out the Green Ranger. You know the Power Ranger? Yeah. So Jason David Frank. I hope I don't get in trouble for this. Jason David Frank was on my show, the Brad Gilmore show. He right. called and did an interview, gracious enough to do it. Yeah. And then he was going to um, do something with reality of wrestling um, in a physical role. Yeah. And this is like about a year ago. And uh, anyway, he, three days before or like a week before the show, called and pulled out, Damn. right? And I didn't get to hear the whole conversation. Yeah. But what I heard from Booker's end of the phone to the Green Ranger was not very pleasant. <laughs> and I don't think any amount of morphin time was going to save him <laughs> if he were there in Green person. Ranger, I'm coming for you. He, he, he'll, call him out on the, he'll call him out on the air all the time. No, he be like, I'll punk out him like I punked out the Green Ranger. God, <laughs> that's hilarious, bro. So he is, he is without a doubt, though, one of my favorite people ever. Seems like a good, you know, I never got a chance to meet him. Really? Yeah. Well, you got to come to the so show. So when he used to come to Debonair, I was never there. Oh, right. Yeah. He would stop in from yeah, time to time. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but yeah, we've been talking about doing the show uh, once. I think we talked about it at the boxing show. Yeah. And, um, but it's just, he just seems like 
um, the coolest, you know, guy to hang around and, and, you know, he's got a lot of personality. So he's just kind of like, like, he's like, I think him and, and I could be wrong, but him and uh, Shannon Sharp seem like one in the same. There's similarities for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if Booker would ever pull out the miles and the yak on air, but um, I'm he, on them creams. <laughs> I'm on them uh uh back. I'm skill. on them wood. Skill, skill, skill. Look here, skill, skill. Who is it? There's some guy from SNL who does an impression of him, and like apparently Shannon Sharp is like really hot about it. Like he hates him. It's for, not uh, Keenan, is it? No, I think it, it might be Michael Shea. Probably, yeah. Probably Michael yeah, Shea, it's yeah. somebody like that. Um, or no, 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 no. Who was my guy who was on there? Jay Farrow. Yeah. I think it's Jay Farrow. He, he hates he hates Jay Farrow for his impression. But he really does say Skip's name like Skilp. Like it's like Skip. it's got like an L in it. Skilp. 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 Why you bring up old stuff, Skilp? Skip. Why you Yeah, Skilp. <laughs> Yours Skip. is good. Yours Skip. is good. Skilp. Skilp. LeBron James came into the game and gave him what did he give him, Skip? The 50-point triple dub. <laughs> trip dub. Old trip dub came in the house last night. Yeah, yeah Skip. Skip. I'm on them, I'm on that jack. <laughs> Look, Skip, you know what this is, Skip? It's fifteen hundred milligrams of I ain't messing with your bull job today, Skip. <laughs> Skip. Skip. Hey, but isn't it funny that Skip and Shannon, to me, are, are better, better together than, than, Skip than Skip and Steven. And Steven. Yes, way better. So Way crazy. Better. Because Skip and Shannon, I mean, Skip and uh, Steven, we kind of held them up. Like, yeah, yeah. This is the quintessential debate talk yeah. format about Absolutely. sports. They are legends. And then Skip leaves, and I was like, Shannon Sharp? Yeah. I had no That's idea. That's what I thought, too. I was like, Shannon Sharp? Really? Because I, like, I heard him on CBS, and I was like, yeah. He kind of seems like just like, you know, like yeah. like almost like you're uh But he got fired from CBS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, But he, he was so... When I started seeing their clips on YouTube, I was like, God, Shannon is better than Steven with Skip. So I, much better. I saw this thing the other day. He said um, he said that um, Fox Sports was like, yeah, you can be yourself. And he said, I wasn't really sure that they really wanted me to be myself because myself is, you know. <laughs> he said, I give them a little bit. And then once I realized, like, oh, they're really going to let me do this. Like, Skip. I mean, Shannon is on TV eating CBD gummies, pulling out Black and Miles, Black and Miles Backwoods, and Swisher Sweets, and bottles of $3,000 Hennessy, and regular bottles of Hennessy on the show. On the ESPN era. would never let that fly. No. But I'm okay with all I like Fox Sports. Fox, Fox Sports is starting to kill ESPN. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I just like their shows more. Yeah. Um, and I think ESPN could always come back. They still are ESPN. Yeah, but they're also uh, Disney. But yeah, Chris so, Chris Carter and, and Nick Wright, who Nick Wright was yeah. on the same station that I'm on, yeah. Sports Radio 610. Um, they're great together. Yeah. Um, it's funny. Colin Cowherd to me was the guy who was carrying this LeBron is better than Michael thing. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. And then. Nick Wright comes in and is like, no, 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 I'm taking that. Yeah, let me have that. <laughs> let me have I don't that. really like Pass Cowherd that the baton. Much. I don't love Cowherd. Yeah, I go in and out on him. I, I just think that I don't know what it is about national media when it comes to Houston sports. Yeah. 
They just don't ever want to give credit. It's like I remember last season, I think the Rockets scored like 70 and a quarter. Yeah. And they were like, so James Harden didn't play defense. And I don't know why he's in the running for the MVP. And I'm like, they just scored 70 points in In a a quarter. quarter. Like, what are you talking about, sir? In a quarter. They're the number one seed. They do that. They do that on on a, I mean, they love to sh- they love Astros to shade got, Houston. The Astros really didn't get a lot of love either. They got no love. And if it, if it were the Dodgers that won that year, brother, that would've been all they talked about. I just want I just want people they to They bring rem- a championship home to I just, LA. I just want you, I just want everybody to be reminded that last year the Astros beat the teams with the highest payrolls in baseball. They beat the Red Sox, they beat the the Yankees, and they beat the Dodgers, the three highest payrolls in Major League Baseball, and we are a small market baseball team. So I just want everybody to just remind – I just, you know, it's cool. Red Sox won the championship this year. It's great. Congratulations. Shout out but to But just know you lost last year to the Astros, and I will talk that shit for the rest of my life. Oh, my God. It was so I good to have, like, a championship. Of, I really would like for us to win a Super Bowl. Um, hey, man. Eight. Straight at the time that we're doing this. I don't know when this drops, but eight straight. It's going to drop Monday. Probably. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I, I would like for us to win a Super Bowl. I'd like for us to win an NBA Finals, you know, in my adult life, too. Um, I kind of want us to get a hockey team, too. We had the air. Was it the, the arrows? arrows? But it was like. You the, know, I went to a couple arrows games. And yeah. I and I, I know, like, you know, I'm supposed to inherently like hockey, but I don't. Um, and. <sighs> But the arrows well, was, uh, I I enjoyed the game because the seats were so cheap you could sit right against the glass. Yeah, and it was a very enjoyable. I also experience. really love the Dynamo. Yeah, the Dynamo. If you like soccer, I'm sure that they're a great the, team. Dynamo games. Have you been to a Dynamo game? I've been to a couple. Yeah, they're fun. I love Dynamo. They're games. fun. It's, but to me, basketball is always going to be my favorite sport because yeah. I like the way they dribble up and down, down the, court. the court. Yes, just like I'm the king of the microphone. Yeah, so is. Dr. J and Moses Malone. Can yes. I tell you my favorite story real quick I like about old bar. school rap? I like that bar you threw in there. Yeah. yeah. Can I tell you my favorite story about old school rap real quick? Okay. Go ahead. First of all, I think one of the most underrated old school rappers of all time is LL Cool J. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. If you listen to radio, he is, he's, the he's song different. radio mm-hmm. is one of the greatest rap songs. Mm-hmm. My radio, believe me, I like it loud. I'm mm-hmm. the man with the box that'll rock the crowd. Yeah. Walking down the street to the hardcore beat while yeah. my JVC vibrates the concrete. Yeah. I'm sorry if yeah. you can't understand, but I need a radio inside my hand. Don't yeah. mean to offend all the citizens, but I kick my fire way past 10. Come on yeah. now. Yes. He I said, like I'm it. a hip-hop gangster. My name is Todd. He yes. done that song. I'm a hip-hop gangster. And my name, name is a, Todd. Know a, name a, 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 a gangster named Todd. You can't. You can't. So LL my cool favorite thing. story dealing with old school rap, I think one of the greatest rap groups of all time is, of course, Run DMC. Right. For for no other reason Absolutely. than they, a trailblazing group. Absolutely. A boundary-breaking group. Barrier-breaking group. Hall of Famers. Exactly. So I'm. we're getting ready to do the radio show. Mm-hmm. It's Saturday, 10 a.m., right, yep. at the time. The show airs at 7 that night. Booker calls me. He's like, hey, Guess who's going to be on the show tonight? I was like, who? He goes, DMC. And I was like, DMC from Run DMC? He's like, yeah, yeah. yeah." I just ran into him at this thing. And I said, you want to come on the air? He's like, sure. And I was like, what? (laughs) What? And so I was like, so is he calling in? 
or is he coming up there? And he's like, I think he's going to come up. He's yeah. like, I'm not sure. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. So anyway, it gets around. The t- we're doing the show, and I'm hyped. I'm like, yeah. man, I hope DMC comes through. Yeah. And anyway, it gets to be like the last 25 minutes of the show. His manager wasn't picking up the phone. Yeah. Got no text, no phone call. I'm like, oh, man, no yeah. DMC. Yeah. Anyway, the line lights up, and it was DMC on the phone. He's like, hey, man, we we're making our way up there. I don't think we're going to make it in time because your show goes off at 9 or whatever, but we can at least do it over the phone. I'm like, yeah. all right, a little bit of a letdown. But yeah. still, it's, it's like still DMC, DMC is yeah. on the phone. Yeah, yeah. So we start talking, and then we're doing the interview, and we're on live air, and Booker gets a text, and he looks, and his eyes get real big, and he and he's trying, he's talking, so he can't turn the mic off, but he's like yeah, doing that. And I'm yeah. you know, throwing his you know pointing his finger at the door yeah. and like his eyes are big and I'm like and I'm like yeah. what? what what are you talking about? what are you talking about and then finally he, he has a piece of paper and he writes out DMC is downstairs yeah and I'm like oh okay so I'm we're on the air and I'm yeah. supposed to be anchoring a show I run out of the studio down the elevator and there's DMC standing with I guess his manager yeah in the middle of the uh, lobby, like looking around, yeah, and I'm like, "Come this way." And so he, we walk right up the elevator together, and then he walks into the. He's still on the phone the whole way through, yeah, like doing the interview, yeah, yeah. He's still on the phone. Walks up the elevator. We go up, and he walks into the studio, and then hangs up the phone as soon as he sits down, yeah. which is such a player move, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we continue the whole conversation. But this is my favorite moment. Was after the show was over. Yeah. He's like, hey, you know, how I can't do a DMC impression, but you know yeah. how he kind of talks. Yeah. You know, hey, Booker, you know, hey, uh, you know, uh, we took an Uber up here, uh, you know, but we're staying at the Marriott downtown. Um, could you give us a ride? And then yeah. before Booker could even finish the sentence, I was like, hey, man, yeah, I'll take you. I'll take you to the, to the yeah. Marriott. I can do I that. Get, I can, no, no problem. No problem. So uh, he's like, oh, yeah, cool, man. Yeah, yeah, we appreciate it. So um, we go into my truck, I'm, uh, but we're walking to the parking garage, yeah. and then we're talking about old school rap the whole time. Right. And I told him, I said, you know, Rapper's Delight kind of gets slept on a little bit. Once you get past all the hippa hoppa hippie stuff, they start kind of rhyming in the, like, the 17-minute long version of the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's some fun stuff that they start rhyming about. Yeah. And, you know, people don't talk about it. So I yeah. was just, I was like, do you like Rapper's Delight? Yeah. He was like, man, I love Rapper's Delight. Yeah. And he starts talking about, uh, he goes, uh, he can't satisfy you with his little worm. Yeah. And then we're like going down the escalator. And I was like, but I could bust you out with my super sperm. Yeah. And, then, and, I'm, and we start rapping like the third verse. Yeah. Big Bang Hank's like seventh verse of the That's song. Hilarious. We start rapping it together yeah. on the way down. And I was like, if anybody ever tries to check my hip hop card ever, ever again, again, I'm going to say, have you rapped the seventh verse of Rapper's Delight with DMC? With DMC? I don't think so. You have it. <laughs> and, I, and I took the longest way to the Marriott I've ever That's taken in my hilarious. life. Hilarious. Yeah, That's I'm hilarious. like, these guys aren't going to know Houston. I took the longest route, and we <laughs> talked about nothing but rap and basketball until I got him to the thing. Shout and then DMC, the next morning, I wake up, and on Twitter, he goes, Yo, and he t- tags at Brad Gilmore. The thanks for the ride, B. You're a real one. And I was like, this is even better than the J tweet. Yo, this is even better Brad than the J tweet. Brad Gilmore is a real one, ladies and gentlemen. He's a real one, and that's why I have him on the show today. That's this is why this is why yes. I called Brad 
to come to this show. I called him on 30 minutes notice. Brother, and I was here. You were here. And I and it took me an hour and a half to get here. <laughs> because 290 is the worst place yes. ever, ever. Um, let's see. What else do I want to know? What is um your favorite on air moment? Uh either with the Brad Gilmore show or with it could be reality wrestling. It could be Brad Gilmore show. It could be uh, heated conversations, whichever one. So one of my favorite moments from the wrestling show was before the shows go on, you're all backstage. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows it's a show. So I'm talking to one of the wrestlers. Mm-hmm. His name is Sean Hendricks, mm-hmm. right? And we're chatting. And I, my favorite movie of all time or movie series of all time is Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. So I dropped a Back to the Future reference on him and he like no sold it. And I was like... What? How does he? I was like, did you not pick up on the Back to the Future reference yeah, yeah, I just yeah. dropped? I want, I'll give me credit for the yeah, reference. One point, yeah. yeah. And, he, and he was like, oh, I've never seen the movie. And I was like, you've never seen Back to the Future? He's like, no, no, I've never seen it ever. And I'm like, okay. So, in my, so as soon as he said that, I was like, I know what I'm going to do tonight. So I went straight to the commentary table. I got my notebook and a pen and I wrote down every Back to the Future quote I could think of. Like I had about fifteen of them, yeah. you know. Like you know, uh, you know, you know. Where what are you going? looking at, butthead? We don't need roads. Yeah, what? Yeah, you know, we, where we're going? We don't need roads. And I thought of every reference I could come up yeah. with, and I said, I am going to work through these twenty Back to the Future quotes during his match. I'm going to figure out oh, how I'm going to work them in here yeah. in commentary and not make it seem egregious. Yeah, but you know, get them all in there, make them work for the story. Yeah, so I do it. I get all 20 of them in, and I'm just, like, saying stuff. And, you know, um, like, I even had my broadcast partner be like, you know, you know, you know Sean Hendricks, he's a, you know, he's a great communicator, Matt. And, he, and you know, and, and then yeah. Matt was like, yeah, kind of like Ronald Reagan. And I'm like, Ronald Reagan, the actor? You know, yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, so, like, yeah, I'm, even, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. getting set up. You know? yeah. So, anyway, I do the whole thing, and I go to him up. I go up to him after the show, and I was like, hey, this is what I want you to do. What's your address? And he gave me his address, and I went on Amazon, and I bought the Back to the Future trilogy, and I sent it to his house. Yeah. I said, okay, what I want you to do is watch your match before watching the movies and hear all the weird stuff that I'm saying. It's yeah. not going to make sense to you. Yeah. I want you to watch it, then watch the entire trilogy, yeah. and then watch your match again. You're welcome. And then, oh, <laughs> and so, that, That's that, hilarious. That was probably my favorite thing that I've done like just off the top of my head, that's one of my favorite things. So we're at a boxing show the other couple of weeks ago, couple of months ago. Yeah, maybe like a month ago, yeah. Oh, month, month and a half. Whatever the yeah. hell it was. So um we're um he's ring announcing and we get to a point in the fight where I mean in the in the night where these uh lightweights were fighting. Mm-hmm. And there was uh this one guy with a tattoo on his neck and uh, it was Hispanic guy. He was, he was Mexican, but he was from Houston. He had a, uh, he had the, uh, Astro the old logo, Astros right? logo yeah. on, on his, on the side of his head. And, um, he's fighting another guy and he got dropped like maybe three times in the first round. Yeah. He got disqualified for hitting the ref. <laughs> <laughs> he hit the ref. He got disqualified. We were like, what happened? So I went up to, to Brad. I was like, Brad, do you know why he got disqualified? He was like, yeah, he kept hitting the ref. <laughs> like, what do you mean he kept hitting the ref? Like, 
They try to take a point from him. They try to take a point from him because he wouldn't break, I think, and he hit yeah. after the yeah. He, he threw a punch when the ref was trying to break them up. Yeah. And then they tried. They then he got dropped, so he got another point off. Of yeah. Him. Yeah. And then the round was already at like ten seven. Yeah, it was you know? like ten six. It was like ten six. Yeah, crazy. It was crazy first round, and then the ref tries to break them up again. And the dude just shoves the ref and kind of hits him, like yeah. throws like a little, like a little yeah. glancing jab at him, and then the referee's like, "What the hell was it?" This DQ, yeah. And then he get went into the crowd after the fight was over and was talking to his friends and his family, and he was just, hey, "Motherfucker, motherfucker, disqualify me, man!" And, and such such blah blah. He was like, "Man, they 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 fucked me over, man." They, I'm like. Nah, fam, you got dropped twice. You got dropped three times in one round. In the round. first round. In the first round. And it was a title fight. It was. Yeah. He had the title, didn't he? I think he may have been the champion. I don't remember. Not anymore. Not anymore. You he got, got smoked that yeah. night. He got, I mean, he got smoked like like a mile after, uh, uh, he got smoked like a black and mild with By Shannon, Shannon Sharp, Sharp after, after a LeBron a victory. Double, <laughs> after a triple. Look, skill, skill. He couldn't hit him. He couldn't hit him, Skip. All right, so we're going to get this. Uh, this is probably going to come out afterwards, but um, uh, who do you have tonight? De- Deontay Wilder or or um, or mm. Tyson Fury? You know it's weird. To this day! Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, you know what I'm saying when you know, I say these things. You know what I mean when you know what I say I mean? these things. I ain't going to explain it. You know what I mean when I'm saying? <laughs> to this day! When I think about it. Um, so we've had Deontay Wilder on, on, on the show before. Oh, nice. And great interview and i think he's a hell of a fighter he's like 40 and 0 yep. um i think tyson's 27 and 0 mm-hmm. i think they're both qualified i love the no records um cuz when you're 40 and 0 or 27 and 0 really you're like 3 and 0 you yeah. know what i mean cuz you faced a lot of people who don't deserve to be in the same ring yeah. with you um yeah. i think this is probably his best matchup uh, 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 Deontay's. Rogers, yeah i think this is this is one to where it could go this either way Ortiz. yeah no I think I think Deontay pulls it out. I think he does too. I, I think, think he pulls it out. But kinda, there's a shot. Here's the I mean, it's always boxing, so anything can happen. Right. But Tyson Fury, if there was somebody who could knock you out without you seeing it coming, that Tyson Fury, man, he's a bad dude. Tyson Fury is a bad motherfucker. He's a bad, like bad it. man. Uh also on the undercard tonight is um Luis Ortiz and Travis Kaufman. Travis Kaufman, uh, I'm aware of Travis Kaufman because he um, he trains at my gym, actually, at O-Athletic. And um, so he's been training really hard for this one. Um, so good luck to him tonight, even though this is going to come out after the show, um, after the fight actually takes place. But uh, are you watching it tonight? You going somewhere? You know what? I will watch it um, probably through Fight TV, um, which is where Reality Wrestling is on as well. Okay. They're a uh, you know, largest streaming combat sports platform. Nice. nice. So I, I like to check out things through there. But, I, I, you know, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, obviously it's going to be old news by the time this comes out. But I, yeah. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Here's the thing. I'm going wilder by knockout in the eighth round. I was thinking eighth, too. Yeah. I was thinking eighth, too. Those big heavyweights, man, especially someone like Tyson, I don't see him going the distance. Yeah, he... I could see it happening. I mean, it could happen. I love Tyson Fury. I just don't know that he's ready after his layoff. I don't know if he's right. ready. This, this is this is a big challenge. Because, yeah. I mean, Deontay Wilder is another guy. It's just like, brother, those hands are quick. 
Yeah. And you don't realize it. But see, I want this fight to happen. I wanted this fight to happen more than I wanted Anthony Joshua and Wilder. Because I think Anthony Joshua is just, he's ducking, man. I think he's ducking. And he don't want that. I don't think he wants that. Anthony Joshua was looking at his career, I think, like Floyd looked at him. <clears throat> kind of, but the thing about it is, one thing about Floyd that people try to um, overlook is the fact that Floyd has beaten more champions than any other boxer in history. Well, that's great and all, but he beat them at either when they were too young or too old. But you also got to remember that for him, the big thing about it is his money, right? So you want the fight when the money is at his peak, mm-hmm. right? So, like, I think I think Pacquiao, Pacquiao was, to me, Pacquiao was out of his prime when he got slept by Marquez. Right, 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 right. But After that big knockout. You got you to gotta hand it to Floyd, man. He fought Miguel Cotto. Beat him and Miguel Cotto hits like a brick. Um, Canelo, the, but Canelo was young. Yes. Now I think the I think this Canelo might give Floyd problems. He might give him the business. Yeah. Here's the thing. This is how I knew Floyd was slipping a little bit because that first Marcos Maidana fight. Yeah, I thought Floyd lost. We'll see. The thing about that fight was he stood toe to toe with Maidana on purpose. I think he did that, and then he, and I, then he realized I, it was not a good idea. I think the I think the later the fight got, the more he started winning. I think I think Floyd flopped. I yeah. think Floyd won that fight. I think that beginning part of that fight, though, Madonna was Madonna on him like was, a dog, man. Yeah, Madonna would not let him breathe. He was smothering him, yeah. and I was like, man, Marcus and then Madonna he said, was kicking ass. And, and Floyd said, to Floyd's credit, Floyd said, look, I. Like, it was a good fight. You hit me more times than anybody has ever hit me. But y'all keep telling me that my fights aren't exciting and and that people are bored when they watch me because I don't let people, you know, hit me. That's the name of the game. I'm supposed to duck. You know what I'm saying? I'm supposed right. to move. I'm supposed right. to, to roll. And I think that's why <laughs> he did the Connor fight. Yeah. And he said, he said, I can give you a rematch, and you won't win any rounds. And when that rematch came, and Maidana literally may have won one round. Maybe. Maybe one round. Because, like, for me, the way I look at Floyd's fights all the time, I always say these guys come out fiery first four rounds, and then they realize that they will never hit him. And then once they realize they never hit him, they're just trying to collect the check at that point. Right. So I think that the knock on Floyd – as a fighter has always been that he's not exciting and that he doesn't fight anybody, but it's just that he fights people and makes them look like nobody. Like, he just, right. He's like, no, he's, he's way more talented than the casual boxing fan will give him credit for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like the guys who get the big knockouts, Tyson's mm-hmm. or the Ali's are always going to be regarded as the greatest because they're the most exciting. It's like why, we always love the Steph Curry's who score all the points right. and they're they're phenomenal in offense. Mm-hmm. The defensive guy never gets any credit. Never. You're doing the job that is yeah. probably the maybe the most important. Right. But it's like you're the defensive guy. Yeah. You yeah, know. Yeah. You know, you're never gonna be mentioned among the top. So right. I think that's what Floyd's thing was, which is why he took that Connor fight. Here's the thing though. That Connor fight was actually better than it had any right to be. 
It was. It was a little bit better than it was supposed to be. It was fun. It was. It like was. I remember watching it, and it happened the night of Har- the Harvey hit. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. I was at Booker's house. Yeah, my power went out. I was the, at Booker's house, four. and it was raining so hard in that undercard. I'm like, and we only live like a mile and a half away from each other. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I don't know, Book. I might need to get the hell out of here. Yeah. Like, this water's coming down. Yeah. And I had to drive in flood waters to get home that night. But yeah. I remember watching the rest of the fight and thinking, what a fun fight. It was it was definitely a better fight than um than it needed to be. And De La Hoya, such a clown. Uh, De La Hoya dogged that fight. For, and I was I was one of those guys that was like, please do not make this fight happen. Like, come on, bro. It's, it's not going to. But. For a guy that was shut in during a hurricane, I was entertained. That and De La Hoya dogged that fight and dogged that fight. And then what does he do? Comes out with Golden Boy MMA. Tito and Chuck. Puts that god-awful fight together. That shouldn't have happened. Very sad to watch. And did you see hear um, Dana? Dana White? Yeah. Dana White... <laughs> He goes, you cokehead, junkie, junkie. You, you just he goes, and then the cokehead, Oscar De La Weirdo. Yeah, <laughs> yo, Dana White is. Oh, Dana White was um, tripping. John Jones is fighting tonight too. Is it tonight? No, no, no. It's 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 that's it, next month. It's in December, but it's, it's like month. it's like in two is weeks. It? Yeah, it's like in two weeks. Okay, okay, cool. Alexander um, Gustafson for the light yeah, heavyweight yeah, yeah. championship. Yeah. Um, 205. I, you know, John Jones is going to smoke Gustafson. I want to see John Jones DC at heavyweight. I would. I can't wait. I hope they make DC and Brock at heavyweight. Um, yeah. I think that's going to be great. I think Stipe deserves uh, a rematch. Yeah. I don't think he's got to get it against DC. I think he should. If Brock beats DC, which I don't think he will, but there's a was, shot that he does. I was a little sad to see Derek Lewis go down. Oh, I know. Derek's my guy. My balls was hot. Balls was hot. He's an H Town guy, but H-Town he had he had no. The only, only shot that he had was landing a big right. Swinging and banging. Swinging and banging. That boy. That's the only <laughs> opportunity he had. And it, and it just wasn't going to happen against D.C. D.C. wasn't going to let it mm-hmm. happen. You know, uh, Derek said he was surprised by the single leg. And I don't yeah. know if he meant like he was surprised that D.C. was going for the single leg because that's what he always goes for. Yeah. I think he was surprised on how effective, effective it was. DC is yeah. with that single leg. D.C. is a, a guy I've grown to like. I never really was a fan I wasn't either. Especially until when recently. he was getting smoked by John Jones. Twice. John, After that second fight when he was, when he was crying, yeah. and he was like, there isn't going to be a trilogy. It can't yeah. be a trilogy when you get beat, get beat twice. Yes. And I was like, yeah. oof, DC, you're ugly crying. I wanted that to overtake the Jordan crying emoji, but it didn't Yo, happen. Um, John Jones smoked him. told him, I beat you after a weekend of cocaine. <laughs> and I said... Come on, bro. Don't John, say that to that man. <laughs> John Jones is a wild guy. Yeah, he's he, a wild dude. But but he starched DC twice. Yeah. Twice. He does. He does. And the second time they they popped him because he was taking uh dick pills. Yeah, he's taking the male enhancement. Male enhancement drugs. Yeah. Uh Come you on, know, DC. which by the way, if you go to bluechew.com promo code Booker, <laughs> you oh, get got- you get five dollars or you get free sh- uh, free blue chew, just uh five dollars shipping. Is that a male enhancement? That is. It's, it's like a chewable. A, a chewable? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, chewable male enhancement pill. Is it like one of those, like, you take it, like, right before you get ready to get down, or you, like, do it every day? I think it's a right before you're ready to get down. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Blue right. Chew. BlueChew.com. Check it out. All right, book. I see you, book. I don't know, man. But um, um, the the John Jones defeats for D.C. were, were terrible. I mean, those were just—he yeah. was outclassed. 
Yeah. DC was outclassed. John Jones one of the greatest fighters of all time. John, it, I think John in the UFC and MMA, I think he's the best. Yeah. And and for a long time, this is coming from a long time uh, Anderson Silva fan. Oh yeah, Anderson's Anderson, you know, is up there as a goat, but. You know, after those Weidman losses, those back-to-back yeah, yeah, losses, those, and of course the leg break, the and then same. he came yeah, back, yeah. and then he's been on the gas, or he was on whatever, yeah, and got yeah. popped yeah. a couple times. You know, he looked good in that Derek Brunson fight. I like that he and Israel Asanya, I can't never say his name, Israel Arasanya are going to fight, I which think, is which um, is great. I think the uh, that's the fight we never got to see. Um, the MMA boxing crossover. You know, Anderson. Well, you had, to- you had you had what's his name? Uh, 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 uh. Tony, uh, oh, and uh, James Tony, James Tony, he go against MMA. Couture, and he yeah, got he got smoked. starched. Yeah, he got smoked. And uh, and and then you know you said Floyd Connor, and but uh, actually Anderson wanted to fight Roy Jones years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you hear sh- that Michael B. Jordan wants to fight Roy Jones? Yeah, I saw he called. He said he said uh, it would be fun. Like I want to I want to try to. I would watch that though. I would watch. I would watch. Um, I would watch them spar. Yeah, I mean, it might be interesting. Creed, did you see Creed? I haven't seen Creed yet. It was dope. Good. Yeah, yeah, real good. You I've, saw the first one. Yeah, I saw the yeah, first yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Definitely saw the first one. He, but he did say he wanted a piece of uh, of Roy. I think Roy would. Oh my give goodness! Him buckets. Yes. But <laughs> yes. He's got a puncher's chance, but right. it's just like I don't think he knows how hard Roy Jones. Like t- boxing wise, Roy to me is the greatest of all time. Oh yeah, you know, but just there's there's there are some times, and and people think when you get a little older, mm-hmm. maybe you're not as quick, mm-hmm. maybe you're not as skilled. I could still, if 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 I went on the basketball court with Shaquille O'Neal, he yeah. would still destroy me, me. Work, destroy me. Yes, he is okay. such a you know. Hey, this might be a uh, this is a good story. Okay, last this is my maybe last story. I don't know. We've been going like almost two and a half hours. Yeah. Um. You talk about on-air moments? Yeah. We had Shaquille O'Neal in the studio. Oh, shit. And we only have 15 minutes with him. But one of the most, sur- I guess, surreal, maybe not a favorite yeah. moment, but a surreal moment, is I'm sitting in a studio, at a radio studio, yeah, with Shaquille O'Neal, you know, Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. NBA champion, yep. four times. And Booker T. And Booker T, Hall of Famer, yeah, uh, world champion six times. And you know what the topic of conversation that came up during the show was? You have these two mega athletes. Yeah. The topic that came up was my physical attractiveness between the two of them. <laughs> they were talking about how Shaq in the middle of the interview goes, uh, Booker was like, yeah, you know, this Brad. And he goes, oh, that's Brad? I thought that was Leonardo DiCaprio. He goes, what? Brad's a good-looking man. America, <laughs> this is a good-looking dude. And Book's like, yeah, yeah, no, that's my guy. That's my guy. And I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> Why are Booker T and you Shaquille O'Neal talking Shaq. about how I look? You got hit on by Shaq. <laughs> the, the big podcast with Shaq. This is Shaq. Oh, this is a big podcast. Welcome Shaq. Shaq. Oh, Shaq. Shaq. That's what he was doing up here. He was doing his podcast. Yeah. Oh. Shit. And then uh, up at the station, yeah. he was doing his podcast. Yeah, we big podcast with Shaq. Uh, oh, Shaq to the fool. Uh, shout out to Shaq, man. Nah, man, that's uh, that could be a good place to put a bow on it. It could be a that's good place a good to one. put a bow on it because Shaq was I got hit on by Shaq. Brad Gilmore, everyone, the most attractive man on the planet. So Pause. attractive, 
Booker T and Shaq, Booker T and Shaq had to like make a, comment of it. Booker T and Shaq put a, put their manhood aside and uh, <laughs> and showed you showed you how much they loved you. Yeah, man. Thank you so much, Brad. Um, I'm glad I got to start the podcast back up uh, with you as my guest. This is wonderful. Um, this was fun too. This is I definitely fun. Uh, we didn't even get to my album, so um, guys. I haven't recorded a podcast in like six months, right? Since this past six months. In the past six months, I have uh, recorded and, uh, well, I didn't record it. I, I finished it already, but um, I put out the album back in September. No, August. I put it in August. Uh, it's called Define Love. You should check it out if you have not yet. Um, it is the greatest R&B album of 2018. Um and you Facts. can you can you can debate your uncle who um who wants to borrow money for crack. You can debate him about that shit. It's the best album this year. Um what else have I done? Uh oh, what I got going on? Um December 28th, I got Life Jennings me uh opening up for Life Jennings at the House of Blues Music Hall. Go get your tickets right now uh on the Live Nation website. Um New York, I'm coming in February. Uh, we'll talk more about that later. Uh, what else do I have going on? Um, the Jack of All Trades podcast is back. We in this thing. We got my man Ryan Rocket in the building. Um, Brad, what you got going on coming up? Uh, you know, check it out. December 29th, we got Reality Wrestling television taping out there okay. in uh, Texas Take City. city. Uh, go to realitywrestling.com for tickets. You know, Booker T and I every week, Heated Conversations, Sports Radio 610, The Brad Gilmore Show. Um, I was just out in L.A. I did some hosting for a movie trivia game show called the Movie Trivia Schmodown. Okay. Uh, right. And their big event is called The Spectacular. It drops in a couple of weeks, so check that out on Collider. Okay. Um, shout out to Greg Noir, who's a big Collider fan, by the way. That's my Greg guy. Greg Noir, what's um, up, Greg? And, uh, yep, just check me out, man. I have an interesting podcast that came out this week uh, with a guy named Kevin Perjurer from Defunct Land. Defunct yeah. Land's a YouTube channel where they talk about abandoned and extinct theme parks and theme park attractions. Yeah. He did a whole documentary about Astroworld, yeah. which is why I had him on. Nice. Really cool stuff. He also talked about Disney had an idea for a theme park that would tell American history called Disney's America, and there was even a concept to tell the story. And this is not joking. The story of slavery through a roller coaster. What? Yes. And we get into all of that. That podcast is out the time that this one is out. So I honestly, you will not believe. Please the send ideas. me a link to this. I will send you a link to it. Insane. Insane. But follow me on all social media at Brad Gilmore. J Lo, come on, answer them DMs, girl. You, you know you want to. Answer them DMs, baby. Give my man Come on. Hey, hey, skill. Skill. So, yes, check out uh, Reality of Wrestling. Um, He's he's in there. How many times? Uh, it was like once a month, or is it? The t yeah, the tapings are once a month live, but we're, we air every week. Sorry, every Sunday on Fight TV. Okay, um, you can check us out. Check him out. Um, and um, hire him for uh, any hosting gigs that 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 you need because I'm gonna hit that cash button. I mean, hit that, that, that cash, straight cash, homie. Straight cash, homie. Straight cash, homie. Straight cash. Hell yeah. So um, yeah, man, check him out, Brad. BradJGilmore.com so is the official website. BradJGilmore.com. Yes. Uh, all social media sites is Brad Gilmore. Yes. Uh, for me, it's uh, I am Jack Freeman on Instagram, uh, underscore Jack Freeman on Twitter. Uh, I'm on Facebook, Jack Freeman Music, you know, whatever. It's fine. Uh, 
yeah, we here. We out here. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, we back in this thing. And um, I don't know if we're going to do this weekly, but, you know, I'm going to try to get get, a, get something out there. Next week, I get my wisdom teeth pulled out. So uh, Fun. I'm probably not going to be here next Saturday. But, um, yeah, you know, it's, I'm going to be in a little pain. So, um, yeah, man. Thank you guys so much. We out this biatch. Uh, I thought I was going to hum it. Uh, 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 u